When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
cat, give a dog a bone. How many licks does it take till I get to the center and let a real nigga take you home? I can make this show strong. Soon as you hear this foe, from A-T-M-A-N-T-A-N all the way down to yo. Put the needle on the record and I'll make her get lower than a Lamborghini. And if she really getting loaded, I'ma shoot a video and put it all on TV. Cause I like that French vanilla, French vanilla. and the caramel. I love how they seem to please us I wanna taste them butter, can peek and peanut butter cups like Reese's Pieces Cause I think you a superstar With an ass like that, you got a blue Before you make it big, well, there's just one thing that I gotta do Welcome to your Wednesday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy, Ryan. How are we all doing? Uh, listen, I know I, I'm not a fan of math. I've watched that movie, A Beautiful Mind, with Russell Crowe. And I've also seen Goodwill Hunting. And it was, you know, I think those movies were both about people with good math skills. And I've ne- it's never been my strong suit. But what I've always told you guys is one of the smartest things that I know math-wise is if you break down a week, there's five days during a work week, right? Seven days total. I know you're like, where are you getting the numbers from? Trust me, seven days total, five days of the work week. So Monday, so if you count this, okay, so 100% is Monday through Friday. Each one of those days, 20%. So Monday, 20%. Tuesday, 20%. Then what you do, and I know this is getting complicated for all the non-math people out there, you add 20 plus 20, that's 40, okay? And this is where it gets tricky because you then you throw Wednesday in, then you're like, we're doing another 20? So, But what the, the whole point is you've made it halfway through the week. By the end of today or when you're ever listening to this, if it's towards the end of the day, you're 60% through the week. And then that means you've just got Thursday, which would also count for 20%, and then Friday, which would also count for 20%, and then total is 100 And then if you've managed to work out your lifestyle where you get the weekends off, I, I feel like I work seven days a week now, but it's like doing shit like this, podcasting, which I actually love. So, But for then a lot of you guys, Monday through Friday, that means once you get to Saturday and Sunday, those 
those both count as zero because those are your days. Math is not involved at all. So congratulations for making it halfway through the week. How the hell are you guys doing? We're doing a Salt Lake City recap of this past week's episode because tonight is a brand new episode and I want to have been recapping the entire season. Remember, you can go back and listen to any of these episodes at any time. Um, you can actually work your way through even the entire last season of Beverly Hills if you wanted to. All the episodes are up there on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that shit. So they are here for you at any time. I think you got to listen to some commercials here and there, but you know, that's, you know, but anyways, Two weeks ago, they took a break off for Thanksgiving, remember? But the week before that, I did the recap for it, and it was one of the worst episodes of Salt Lake I personally think I'd ever seen, where they had like a guy meeting where Coach was doing some good old barbecue, and Seth and John, Lisa Barlow's husband, and Seth, uh, Meredith Marks' uh, person she says she's married to, they had this awkward conversation. Your, hey, how, your wife said uh, that I'm broke and that my wife's a whore. Slept with half of New York. And then John's kind of like, yeah, man, but, you know, like, she also said stuff about... it was, But also, that's pretty exciting stuff, what I just said there, right? But they found a way, and this is what's kind of cool, they found a way to make it not exciting. And that's when you've got to really appreciate a reality show when you're like... Two men fighting about their wives, and they've made it not fun. <laughs> they, they've made it really boring. <laughs> and also, then there's like this beautiful like subplot happening where Meredith is eventually throwing a party for her nephew. Not throwing a party, throwing a fundraiser for her nephew who has uh, deals with mental uh, illness, which a lot of us do um, to varying degrees. Shout out Kanye, what's going on, man? Um, by the way, I'm wearing my Mazel shirt right now to all my Jewish friends, Mazel. Um, that's a, a Bravo t-shirt actually. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to this, you can watch this on YouTube as well. It'll be up there and you can see the fantastic outfit I'm wearing. I'm also wearing my Schwartz and Sandy's official hat. Schwartz and Sandy's is officially opening. They're doing soft it's a soft opening, so once the season comes out in February, you're going to hear a lot more about it. So if you live in the Los Angeles area, I would say get go now, man. It, uh, it was really good food, good drink. I went with my buddy Megan a couple weeks ago, and it was awesome. It's great. Had a blast. Um, so that's what I'm wearing. What are you? Hey, what are you guys wearing? Wait, what are, what are you wearing out there? You guys got You guys got some pants on or something? I'm obviously in a goofy mood. My dog, Brooklyn, I have her for the next two days. I just got back from Chicago, but uh, my ex uh, needed a couple of days. So Brooklyn is sleeping right down near my feet right here. And when, if she wakes up, and tell, I'll, I'll hold her up like the Lion King, like, hi, hi, lady, 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 about it. See, I can't even, I can't really sing. Um, so we're going to do this all like, re- oh, that was it. She's throwing that thing for her nephew for mental awareness. But the thing that bothered me the most was that Meredith told her niece and her nephew to go check on Unky, which stood for uncle, like Uncle Seth. And she's like, go check on Unky Seth. Unky? Like, that makes me never want to see my niece and nephew again. If my sister ever told my niece and nephew to call me Unky, I'd be like... Um, I'm faking my death. I will, and also they're not getting any sort of gifts from me ever again. If if anybody calls me Unky, Unky, it sounds like a toad, like it's like a fungus, like a disorder. Unky, it's called Uncle. 
We've got to stop shortening things in this country. This is ridiculous. But that's not what this show is about. So we're going to do the uh, Salt Lake recap here in a bit. But I want to do some pop, pop culture stories. Even though we got pop culture... Like, we do this every day. I do this every day. And and also, I even do it more on the Patreon, you guys. Hello, shout out to the Patreon baddies. Uh, I hate to keep bringing this up every episode, but join the Patreon. It's five bucks a month. And you'll have access to this Saturday's holiday uh, party that we're throwing with my parents, Bill and Becky Bailey. Uh, it's an ugly holiday Christmas sweater party, so you're forced to wear that. And I'm going to make sure I do some crazy shit so it's worth your while. Like, I might even die, like, I might even try to grow a beard in the next couple of days and dye it just so you can see my face explode. For those of you who haven't listened, remember, like, for those, you guys know this, but new people, I would dye my beard as it started getting, like, you see the white and stuff on YouTube. Somebody on YouTube made a crack once of, like, your beard makes you look so old. And, of course, me being a grown adult, I was like, fuck you, man. And I was like, I'll show you. And then I went into the bathroom and shaved my whole beard and got left with what a lot of people in 2022 have called a creepy mustache. So, but maybe I'll grow that and then maybe I'll dye my beard just so you can see my face explode like the Nutty Professor or Tom Hanks in the movie Elvis. You know, I think that would be very exciting. Wouldn't you pay $5 a month on the Patreon to watch me actually poison myself? I'm already poisoning myself by watching this much crap. Um, Okay, I want to talk about a lot of things before we get to the Salt Lake. So just relax, buckle in, grab a soda, grab a drink. Also, if there's kids listening, this is, remember, this is, we we deal with adult themes here. Now, if you uh, are a kid listening, guess what? You just made the cool kid list, right? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've seen naked people before. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) All right. High five. Actually, I have not seen a naked person before. So if anybody could draw what that looks like for me, that would be helpful. Uh, Okay. Where do I start? Let me start with, I'm catching up on all of my shows, right? I was in Chicago. Keep saying it. I am exhausted. If you see on YouTube, look, my eyes are just so beat. And, uh, so I spent the day sending out like you, do you ever like sleep and you oversleep? And I was supposed to get my dog, got my dog. And then I was just so out of it from coming back from Chicago. And it was that kind of out of it where you get so insecure immediately. You're like, I need to fix everything in my life now. And Maditza and Sandra who work on the show with me, Maditza, by the way, is in hell right now. She's been working on the holiday card like nonstop and she's doing this beautiful, amazing work. But sometimes Maditza will doubt herself. And I always find it funny because she's like the person that never needs to doubt themselves. I feel like she's such an artist and she'll always be like, it sucks. I'm like, dude, this is what you think sucks. Like, come live in my brain. That's where things suck. You're doing amazing. But anyways, I was texting with them all day because I was like, I've got to get things done. I've got to. I've got to. I've got to contact Bravo. I've got to get guests on from Salt Lake, from Southern Hospitality. I've got to get. I was really like. I was, and I was being ballsy. Like Sandra knows. Like I even. I was even DMing like producers that you know. I was going out of my way to try to be ballsy because ballsy is not my strong suit. Like I'm the guy that likes to kind of hide in the back. You know, a lot of people might not even, I always get scared. Like I, I like people might not remember you guys remember me and my voice from the podcast, but I, I feel like I kind of just, I just kind of go into the background of life. You know, like I like, I like being, you know, I, I, I just feel like I'm not memorable in person. 
And that, I think, is another reason why it stopped me from touring um, to this. But that's actually going to stop in 2023, I swear. Anyways, I was trying to play catch up with all of this shit. And then I started watching shows uh, to, like, actually, you know, take notes on and do things about this actual show. But I, I got into Sister Wives a couple of years ago because my roommate uh, at the time, she... I guess loved the show. Like, and I didn't realize that Sister Wives on TLC, which, by the way, the title kind of explains it. It's about a dude with a bunch of sister wives, plural marriage, you know, like that HBO show Big Love. Great title. Like, it explains it right off the bat. I'm like, I know what this is about Sister Wives. And it's this guy, Cody, and these four women that have to put up with him. <laughs> They're like, literally, and it's 17 seasons in. And I only started watching like, two seasons ago and I watched this week's episode and I don't like it, it it gives me Jack's vibes it almost makes Jack's look like a Norman Rockwell painting and I'm not this guy Cody Brown this guy Cody doesn't even cheat I don't think unless you guys can tell me otherwise I don't visit Reddit so you, I heard somebody say they were on their like the sister wives Reddit and I was like great let me know how, let me know what you find out but he is the worst and I'm like, how did this guy get one wife and then three more after that? And they all seem fucking miserable. And then the one Robin, which he seems like he likes the most, for some reason, this is the episode he like, like he he followed all the safety precautions for COVID, you know. And I was like, I was like, oh, good, good for you, man. But like, so strong that he like ruined a lot of family things and a lot of, you know, it was just overboard, you know, but I kind of like, I got it. That's your family. But he has four separate families, but they're all supposed to be together, but they all live in different places. I, I, I This show is fascinating. Anyways, this one, they, they've been trying not to get COVID since the beginning. Fucking Robin finally gets it and Cody gets it. For those of you that just are listening here for Bravo, you're like, stop it, Ryan. I am here for the Bravo, not the TLC, or as I like to call it, Tils, Tils. Um, so they finally get it, and Robin has to check herself into the hospital, and that's very sad. Like, I'm not making fun of that, but I do notice in the hospital, her eyebrows look amazing. The reason I'm saying that, in the talking heads, she's painted her eyebrows on every talking head, where it just looks redonkulous. I've talked to my mom about this, because my mom, um, there was a time she had lost her eyebrows, from like tweezing too much. I think we've talked about it on the Patreon before with my mom. <laughs> she, she drew them on. I'm trying to find a pic. I think I had do I have all my shits in like boxes. Um, so she would draw them on and it was like, I, we didn't, none of us knew how to tell her that it looked insane. And then she finally found like microblading or like you can tattoo eyebrows and now it looks like beautiful and cool again. But this Robin, you realize she was in the hospital. I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> Robin's in the hospital suffering from COVID, scared she's going to die. And I'm going, this is the best Robin's ever looked. My God. And uh, I just don't. Anyway, anyways, everybody's fine. So it's okay. You know, spoiler alert, everybody's fine. But this Cody is such a whiny little bitch. I'm sorry, man. Like, how are you the man of four households and you act like the biggest whining little baby bitch 
ever. The only good thing I can say about Cody is that he has like kind of these tendrils of hair. Like it seems like he puts a lot of care in the curling, the tendrils. Like the tendrils like spill over. And I'm always like kind of amazed at him because he's like, what's going on? And he has like this positive attitude, but it's not really positive because he just likes to shit on all his wives. And the one wife finally got out. She finally left, you guys. And I was so proud of her. Um, actually, K- Casey interviewed her last week on her podcast. I was so jealous, even though I've never tried to interview one of them. I, I would love to. Um, but she interviewed her. Um, I'm trying to find the... the uh, oh, Christine Brown. Christine. And she got out finally, moved back to Utah with her kids, and I was so proud of her. And Christine looked so happy, and I was like, good for her, but like all of them, they're all going to leave this dude. Sister Wives is going to end up just being called Cody, because that's all he's going to be left with. This uh, this this episode, I, this, I'm just so pissed because I, I just watched this. This episode, you guys, he has all, all of these kids from all these different ladies. And he calls the kid to, like, tell him all, like, about COVID. Like, COVID's been going on for years, but he calls him to, like, hey, you know, making sure you're not sick and all this. Guess what? It was that kid's birthday that day. The dad didn't even know it was his birthday. He called it, yell at him about COVID. So this poor kid is doing a talking head where he's like, and um, I realized he didn't realize it was my birthday. And he's like, real tears, this dude. And then my he's like, yeah, my dad called me. Four hours later, after my mom talked to him, and I'm just like, how the... Okay, if you're going to be one of those plural marriage dudes, like, I'm not trying to judge anybody. I'm not trying like, if, if plural, I'm not trying to kink shame. If you want to marry a bunch of people, like, I don't personally want to do that, nor do I agree with it, nor... I don't know. Like, f- fuck, do, do it up. But if you're going to be a plural marriage guy, make sure you know the fuckers' birthdays, the kids. Make sure you know the kids' birthdays. Wouldn't that be rule number one in any kind of plural marriage? Let's have a really solid calendar. Like, how is Cody going to have four wives and not a solid calendar? I'm a disorganized person. I have zero wives. I have zero wives, and I'm still missing things. If you're going to have the balls to have four wives, you better say, like, listen, Microsoft Outlook, Gmail Calendar, let's really lock down this calendar because uh, kids' birthdays seem like one of the number. If you're going to keep reproducing... That seems like the number, the easiest thing also to like, hey, yo, what's up? Thank you for being my son. Happy birthday. I'm proud of you. Like, how easy is that? And this poor kid's bawling. You can tell all these kids are going to be messed up for the rest of their lives. It's like a, like a weird, poor Mormon version, uh, like a Mormon sect version of the Kardashians in a way where you're just like, oh, my God, you guys are potentially screwed up for the rest of your lives. Um so that's Sister Wives. I really enjoy it. In fact, I keep like toying around with the idea of doing Sister Wives recaps on the Patreon or something just because every it, it's the weirdest t- like the tone and the pace too are so fascinating to me because it's very slow. But then it all, it, all of a sudden, like you realize the drama just sucks you in. You realize how real it all is. And I kind of appreciate that. Like it's not glamour. It's not glossy. It's not like a Bravo show. Or even a 90-day show. Like, it's real low budget. And I hear they pay these guys, like, for shit. And, like, Cody gets the money and then divvies it out to the wives. So they're not even making a lot of money off of this. There's been 17 seasons. You'd think they'd be the Chrisleys by now. But maybe, like, the legal version of them where they didn't sell money, steal money. Anyway, Sister Wives, strong recommendation. But you're going to hate 
Cody, you are going like I love that. By the way, whenever I record for YouTube, I start making even wilder hand gestures where I feel like I'm a wrestler. Like a macho man, Randy Savage. I'm telling you guys, sister wives, this week in the cage. Also, I got to finally watch this week's Real Housewives of Potomac. Now, I have to apologize to you guys. I had planned on recapping Potomac, and I think you might have a surprise this week because I think I'm finally going to be doing it on Friday. And I've not disliked Potomac, but life has been flipping crazy. It has been hard to even do the Salt Lake recaps. And I want to thank Laura Beth Harp for taking notes this week again. She's been helping, and those things really, really help out. But it's hard. And then there's so many pop culture stories or people I want to interview. Like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And I realize I probably sometimes, and I'm not, this is like a negative statement. So I hate putting this out there. I I don't want you guys to ever feel burnt out. I know sometimes I feel burnt out. But it's also like when you love something, when you actually like get to sit down and start expressing yourself, it's really exciting. It's really hard to explain. And I hope you guys have something like that in your life. And I'm not saying like, oh, this is all fun and games because it's like a lot of it really, really sucks. But there's so much to talk about, man. Sister, I was watching Potomac this week. And you guys, special shout out to Ashley, Mother, F, and Darby for doing what needs to be done and recording with her phone in a Sprinter van. Oh, you guys, it was so good. Potomac this week. First off, Mia Thornton off her rocker. All those ladies off her rocker. But all of those ladies rapid fire talk like a David Mamet play. If you don't know David Mamet, he was, he is a playwright that would talk on top of each other. Like he would have the characters talk on top of each other. Um, It's kind of like how Real Housewives in New York, all the ladies would like talk on top of each other. So you could watch it four different times and get four. Like if you could like pay attention to one character each time, you'd get four different conversations. David Mamet always wrote like that. Or that's something when I was growing up was really popular. And I always think about that with these Potomac ladies because they're all firing on all cylinders. They're all on top of each other, talking under each other. And every everybody's everybody's good. You don't really have a weak, like a weak one. You know, and I even have to say hats off to the Salt Lake ladies. I mean, there's only five official cast members. I mean, we don't count Angie K or Angie H or Dana right now, Dana Banana, but all five ladies are kind of bringing something to the table, which is what we want, right? But this Potomac, they're, they get, Giselle goes back, but all the other ladies stay up partying for Karen Huger's birthday party. And then they get into this massive fight in the Sprinter van. And Ashley, this is all I'm asking for as a viewer. Ashley has the foresight, after a night of drinking, to whip her cell phone out and put it like this. So all we're getting is like a shot of Ashley's beautiful chin, but we're getting the dialogue. We're getting the dialogue of Candace fighting with Karen, with it, and it's all it's good, so good, you guys. And this is what I'm saying: F you, Lisa Rinna. F you, Beverly Hills. Get your shit straight. This is another reason why I don't trust or believe Rena sometimes because it's like, yo, the phone, the way Ashley was sneaking the phone, this is what we've got. We've got to do Housewives Boot Camp. That's it. I'm running Housewives Boot Camp. I'm only going to charge $50 for each housewife. I'm going to make it affordable. Of course, you're going to have to fly me to you guys or we'll, we'll work all the, the details out. But I want to teach you things like how to hide your phone and film scenes when you're out at a club and production stopped. Also, in this week's Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, they're in a Sprinter van. And guess what? That Sprinter van, I counted at last count like 38 billion cameras in the Sprinter van. 
That's how we do our reality shows. If we're going to do a reality show everywhere the people go, let's just bring the cameras. Seems like an obvious thing. Wouldn't that be the number one? It's like Cody remembering his kid's birthday. Just bring cameras. That's the deal, right? So Potomac, I really want to recap this week. I think I might do it Friday. Um, let me know what you guys think. But I really, really thought this week's episode was good. I just don't know how, like, it's so good that it's intimidating to even talk about because I like to do, like, every line, you know? And I also, I don't want to be offensive with my voices of, like, is it, like, Phaedra, by the way. Phaedra is the only voice that I could do on Ultimate Girls Trip. We We did all of that on the Patreon as well. But Phaedra was like... I don't know. One time I put a yoni egg in my vagina. I went to Target, and then I met this man. We dated for a couple weeks, and I found out he was evil. Like, you know, there was like, a, I had a take on how, 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 <laughs> how she talks, but I didn't have, like, it's so hard. Like, I got to practice my takes on the Potomac ladies so I don't, like, be completely offensive. But Phaedra, God, I love Phaedra. And what a beautiful woman, too. Anyways, uh, so Potomac was great. Sister Wives, great. And let's give you a couple of pop culture stories as... Uh, we're only 26 minutes. We got plenty of time. We're here all night, aren't we, folks? Um, so, let's see here. Okay. Um, the People's Choice Awards, you guys, were tonight. Now, the People's Choice Awards... I don't want anybody to get offended by this, but I've always thought since I was a little kid that People's Choice Awards are kind of bullshit awards. It was like, remember when Blockbuster Video had the Blockbuster, the Blockbuster Video Awards? And it was just like, okay, cool. Like, it's a chance to sell your wares. It's a chance to, like, for PR people to sell their clientele. It's a chance to, you know, like, it's not to me a real, like, an award show in general. I don't really care much about as I used to, but the People's Choice Award, it's like supposedly a bunch of people voted on it. I don't, I didn't. So which, who, who's people, which people get to choose? I guess that's what I'm basically asking. Which people get to choose the 48th annual People's Choice Awards, which were tonight. They even had a podcaster category. How dare you, People's Choice Awards? How dare you? I didn't even get... Who's choosing these things? Even though our friend Amanda from Not Skinny, Not Fat, Amanda Hurst, she was there and nominated and she looked beautiful. Uh, I'm trying to... But there was a great thing because of reality shows were nominated uh, the Kardashians won for best reality series. Can you believe it? They beat out Selling Sunset. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, Selling Sunset, I will recap until the end of the time, but it's not a great show. I love Selling the OC way more. And Khloe Kardashian, you guys, she won best reality star of the year. And I guess if we're going to take that seriously, the first episode of the second season of The Kardashians on Hulu, which I also recap on the Patreon, um, is it was kind of an amazing overall episode, and I guess we're giving this award just for Chloe's strength. But you realize it's kind of ridiculous, and you realize it's so many PR people like, and of course, Chloe and Chris are there because they know they're going to win awards. You know, you're winning a People's Choice Award before you get there. You know what I'm saying? That's how these people, like, hey, you, you know, you got nominated. Cool. That sounds cool. But you also won. Okay, I guess I'll come. You know? So that's how these things usually went, like, go. But let's give you uh, some People's Choice Awards 2022 winners. Also, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills lost. Erica was wearing this dress, you guys. 
I mean, this is not. Me, I get a lot of dick in this dress. I'm getting dicked out. Heck, a giant making love in my people's choice. Oh, dress. It's one of those dresses where, it, like, it probably costs more than I'll ever make in a decade. But, and I don't know where she got the money from, but it was like one of these, sh- like, dresses that, like, also kind of had, like, a. F- looked like, like, nipples and a belly button. Like, the shit. Like, it, it had, like, this is, by the way, Amy Field, if you're listening to this right now, and, and Dina and uh, Dina, I have a bunch of people that are in fashion that listen to the show, and I never know how to describe fashion. So I'm always like, it was one of these things where it looked like a boo, you highlighted your boobs, and then it had like your belly button. I don't know, but it reminded me of those shitty t-shirts that you get in Florida you know, at those beach shops where it's like the fake bikini body and like guys wear it and go, look at me, look at my tits. <laughs> it, it, it kind of reminded me of a fancy version of that, if you will. You guys got to go see it. Also, Lisa Rinna, you know, is she's really trying to lean into the Kris Jenner boy, boy haircut, but it just looks like the back of the Christmas tree kind of version. Like Chris is the front of the Christmas tree. Lisa's the back. And she, of course, which I'll play you in a second, did some red carpet interviews. And she was also sat next to Kathy Hilton at the People's Choice Awards. People's Choice Awards. Are you wanting people to die? Like, are you literally going like, I'm going, I want death at the People's Choice Awards. I will put Kathy Hilton next to Lisa Rinna. And then I was also just kind of afraid for Kathy. I was like, Kathy, make sure you don't walk away from your food or your drink at any point. You don't know what Rinna. No, and that's. That's a joke. I'm not saying Rena would ever allegedly poison anybody, but I'm just saying I wouldn't trust to eat around Lisa. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like, you know what? I'll eat when I'm in my jammies at night or, you know, like how I like to do when I'm just naked in my bed crying. That's my, that's my, that's my time to eat like a man. But I wouldn't trust eating around Lisa Rena. You just don't know. But they had her sitting next to fire and then Kyle posted from, and I'm like, what a bad move. Also, we'll talk about Kathy. Kathy had an interesting moment. Like, sometimes Kathy does things where I'm like, I know this is real. Like, you're just kind of like the nutty professor in a way. Like, you just kind of, you're like, I don't know, the absent-minded, you know, like, <clears throat> you're just absent-minded. And that's okay. Like I'm absent-minded too. Like I'm the kind of guy that don't I don't know where my keys are and they're in my hand. Like that kind of person. But Kathy presented an award, and I'll tell you. Oh my God! I'm looking at this thing right now where Erica Jane's doing a slow mo on the E website on her People's Choice Award dress. Also, the older I get, it's like, man, there are so many shows out there. Are you guys? You you guys don't have anywhere to go. I can just ramble with you guys, right? We're not in a rush. Um, I was like with my buddy, we were watching the first couple episodes of Wednesday, that new show on Netflix about, you know, the Adams family Wednesday. And it was pretty good. I fell asleep during it, not on purpose. It was just that we were really hung over, but I, I appreciated some of it. And I think I'm going to finish it cause it's only eight episodes. Um, but you know how like you're, um, if you stop, if you pause it for a while, the uh, the screen starts filling up with like other things that Netflix has, and I shit you not, I thought I was in a Thirty Rock parody. They were being like Holiday for Christmas. They were like The Wizards. There was like thirty things that popped up on this screen that Netflix supposedly has that I've never heard of. 
There's a film that is supposedly in the top 10 of their films right now called Trolls. And the image was like two people climbing up a mountain, but the mountain had an eye on it like it was an actual troll. I've never, I thought it was like a documentary about me. I, the fucking movie? Like, what is going on? Netflix, no wonder you had to let go of half your staff. You gave budgets out to a bunch of shit that I've never heard of in my life. Like, I was like, wait, all of this is on there? They were, they were, they were, I swear to God, I thought I was being punked. I was like, there is no, like the Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. I'm like, okay, I've heard of that one. But then there was all of these movies. There was a movie called Friendsgiving. I had no idea that existed and they're all popping up. And I'm like, I used to know everything. I used to know everything. It's like that LCD sound system song. I'm losing my edge. The kids are coming up from behind because I'm losing my edge because I used to be the one that knew everything. I watched everything by everyone, but I'm losing my edge to the internet seekers, to the TikTokers, to the YouTubers, to the people that know it all. I used to know it all. And it scares me because I was watching this Netflix things and I was like, I know barely a tenth of these things. Are you ever like that? <clears throat> are you ever like, I can't, I don't know if I'm... I don't know if I can keep up anymore. Like it's what I you and that used to be my thing. You know how on Boogie Nights, that movie about the the porn star Dirk Diggler with Mark Wahlberg, you know how his thing was like his huge 12-inch dick? Like that was his special thing. My special thing used to be that I could like know everything about pop culture. I knew all the uh the the TV stars, the movie stars, I knew all of it. Even if I didn't see the movie, I knew who was in it, how much it made, all this stuff. And now it's too much. I can't do it. I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm two feet in the grave or whatever that's saying. I don't even know the saying. But do you ever get frustrated? I was listening to this. I went to pick up Brooklyn today from my ex. And I was listening to uh, Radio Andy, which is like, I've actually really started to, if I'm in the car, like I'll listen to Stern, but I have to play that through my... Anyway, I love that. But I have to play that through my phone. And I'm sure you guys want to know that. And like, anyways... But I have Sirius without Stern on my actual, in my Corolla. Yeah, I have a Toyota Corolla. It's 2022. Don't even worry about it. Let's just say I'm doing well. <laughs> now it's actually been hit three times since I've gotten that last year. Anyways, so I listened to the show and it was like this show, the Jess Cagle show. And it had this actor on and he sounded really cool. Let me look up his name real fast. I love our little diversions, don't you? Um, and he said it was made me laugh actually, and it made me want to go watch this show that I unfortunately I think I kind of heard about it, but not really. Like that's how s there's so many shows that you're like I think I might have heard of that. What is the? Oh my god, am I? It's uh, what like Bird Box or something? What is it? Bird Box? Oh wait, Bird? No, what the fuck? What? Okay. This is and this is so sad that I have to actually pause the show now to find out what show this is. My God. Recording stopped. Okay, we're back. I found. I, hey, thank you, Google. Um, okay, I found it. It's called. Where, where did it go? It's called. Okay, the actor was Paul Walter Hauser, and the show is called Blackbird, and it sounds awesome. And 
I guess it's on Apple TV and Apple TV. Sometimes I feel like they, as a streaming service, I've said this before is like, unless you're Ted Lasso, you'll never hear us promote our shows. Like we, we barely knew about severance, which I thought was one of the best shows of this past year, which by the way, don't worry. We will be doing a 2022 wrap up on so bad. It's good. Uh, the last week of the year. So we look forward to that. But yeah, I was like, I'd never heard about this show blackbird on Apple TV. And this interview made it seem fascinating. And I was like, first off, Jess Cagle, I want your job on Radio Andy, by the way. I don't know who you are. You seem very nice. And I really enjoyed your interviews that I was listening to in the car today. But I I do want your job. I want to work at Radio Andy and interview people. But this guy, but it, but it just pointed out the fact, again, that I don't know all this shit. There is all this good shit happening. And it's just, it's just moving past us. It's it's almost like that's what scares me. It used to be that there was only a handful of amazing things, right? When you were growing up, there's a handful of amazing things. You know, even there was art house films that were amazing. Maybe art house films weren't your thing, but they were still something that were like you you know uniquely loved. Now there's everything by everyone, and everything is good to somebody. So there's all this. I mean, that troll film that I was telling you about might be good. Like, you know, misfired Christmas or whatever the fuck Netflix is doing might be good. It just scares me when you don't hear about these things. Anyways, back to the 2022 People's Choice Awards. Let's see if I can tell you some winners. Okay, so this is an award, the People's Champion Award. (laughs) What is a People's Champion? Like, (laughs) when I grow up, I'd like to be a People's Champion winner. Anyways... Uh, Lizzo won that award. Spoiler alert, Lizzo, but congratulations, you're a people's champion. I, I think that's right. Music Icon Award went to Shania Twain. By the way, Shania Twain did, spoil, uh, trigger warning you guys, uh, talking about sexual abuse here um, for a second. She recently revealed this uh, last week that she, as a, uh, a young lady, would strap down her boobs to make them as small as possible because uh, she, I believe, her step... Uh, uh, family or somebody in her step family would, would would abuse her, so she would try to make herself look as much not like a woman, which is a wild for the woman who sings "Man Now I Feel Man I Feel Like a Woman." That was so sad. But anyway, she is an icon, so she got the icon award. That's deserved. I still don't understand how these are given out, but whatever. And then, by the way, there's a music icon award and a people's icon award. Also a People's Champion Award. Like, (laughs) can anybody explain? Hey, guys, anybody over the People's Choice Awards want to explain what the fuck you're doing? The People's Icon Award went to, let's say it with me, Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Okay, cool, man. Um, Movies of the year. Okay, the movie, the best movie of 2022 to the People's Choice Awards. Here are the nominations. Here are the nominees. Bullet Train, which is that Brad Pitt movie. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, or as I call it, the Multiverse of Sadness, Elvis, Jurassic World Dominion, Nope, The Batman, Thor Love and Thunder, Top Gun Maverick. So those are considered people's choice movies of the year. What do you think won? I think I would have picked The Batman just because I'm the Batman kind of guy. But Doctor Strange won. And I'm like... This is a wild award show. Doctor Strange's not bad, but it's also not good. Uh, you know, uh, the com- But then, don't worry, guys. There's also the comedy movie of 2022, and <laughs> this is where I get lost again. You guys, Fire Island, 
so I guess this is like movies that were streaming as well. Fire Island, I saw that on Hulu, I believe. Hustle. Don't know what Hustle is, you guys. <laughs> Wait, what is it? What? Oh, I think that's the Adam Sandler Netflix film. Hocus Pocus 2. Marry Me with Jennifer Lopez. That's where Owen Wilson holds the sign, Marry Me, which I tried to do at a Dua Lipa concert and it failed miserably. Uh, Senior Year. Never heard of Senior Year. Cool. Um, a movie called The Adam Project. The Lost City, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, and Ticket to Paradise, Julia Roberts and George Clooney. And by the way, Ticket to Paradise gets the Becky Bailey seal of approval. She's in love with Ticket to Paradise. She said she laughed and laughed and laughed. I also think that could be a lot of the medication she's on. But she does say that George Clooney has gotten himself a big set of fake teeth. And I was like, do you mean his character in the movie? And she goes, no, in real life. And I go, okay, mom. The winner, guess what the winner of this is? The Adam Project. What the, why don't, how about the let's figure out what the fuck these movies are project? I guess the Adam Project is another one on Netflix with Ryan Reynolds, who's also their person of the year. Like, this is crazy to me. And all of you guys at home listening, am I the, I'm the, I'm the problem, right? It's me. I'm the, I'm the Taylor Swift song. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me, right? Because you guys probably know all these movies. I don't know what the hell is going on. Also, the action movie of 2022, which has all the same nominees as the, the best film. But this time they give it to Top Gun Maverick. So they're they're sharing the wealth here, which I appreciate. Um, the drama movie of 2022, Don't Worry Darling. And Olivia Wilde was on the red carpet tonight without Harry Styles. They recently broke up. And a lot of people are saying she did not dress in the revenge dress that she should have dressed in. She did not give it, give it like, I thought she looked beautiful. I was like, ah. Yeah, I, I think she's hot. and But I guess the people that I was reading online were going, girl, try better. But I think that's just Harry Styles fans. Um, the male movie star of 2022 is, I could give you, like, literally, Chris Hemsworth won for Thor Love of Thunder. Like, it didn't pop call. Like, what is this? The female movie star of 2022 is Elizabeth Olsen from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. The people loved Doctor Strange, I guess. I saw it. I liked it. But there were so, like, there were like 30 other movies I liked better. I mean, I loved Nope. I loved, oh my God. Okay. Drama movie star of 2022, which Harry Styles was nominated in this category, along with Florence Pugh, Gail Godot, Jamie Lee Curtis for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> for Halloween ends, uh, Mila Kunis for Luckiest Girl Alive. The winner was Austin Butler Elvis. And he actually, he did great. I think he'll definitely get an Oscar nomination. The comedy movie star of 2020. <laughs> I feel like I just keep reading the same category, but it's all different, but it's all the same people. And anyways, Adam Sandler took it for Hustle. The comedy movie star of 2022. Action movie star of 2022. Elizabeth Olsen wins again. She got the female movie and she got action movie star of 2022. She beat out Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick. Who's voting on these things? I mean, like, honestly, is it like just five people in a room? Is it my family? Like, is it just my mom and dad who basically watch nothing and they're just like trying to fill out like one of those scantrons you used to do in school? Is that what's going on here? The TV, the show of the year, Stranger Things. Okay, I, I like Stranger Things. Drama show, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, it's been on 30 or 40 years now. The comedy show of 2022 is called Never Have I Ever. I'm guessing this is a Netflix one, but it beat out Abbott Elementary, Only Murders in the Building, SNL. Okay, congrats. 
Now, here we go. Reality show of 2022. Here are the nominees. 90 Day Fiance, Before the 90 Days, Below Deck Sailing Yacht, Jersey Shore Family Vacation, Love and Hip Hop, Love and Hip Hip, Hip Hop Atlanta, The Kardashians, The Real Housewives of Atlanta, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Selling Sunset. Yo, you ain't going to put Potomac in there? You ain't going to put Summer House in there? You ain't going to like, I mean, there's so many reality. You ain't going to put Sister Wives in there? But the Kardashians took it. The Kardashians took it as best reality show of 2022. And that, that's when you know things are weird. Best competition show of 2022, The Voice. Male TV star. This just keeps going, folks. I wish I'm, I'm going to stop. The di- oh, this I like her. Daytime talk show of 2022, Kelly Clarkson show. One of my dream guests would be Kelly Clarkson. I was talking with my buddy Dusty about just like, Kelly Clarkson has never done anything wrong. I'd also like to interview Drew Barrymore one day. But Kelly Clarkson, just from music to how she seems to be as a person, just seems to be like a class act with the voice of the strongest angel you've ever seen. I mean, like, my God, those, oh, sorry, you guys. Um, I fly away. Da, 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 da. Uh, nighttime talk show of 2022. Tonight show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, but Andy Cohen was nominated in this. Anyways, the reality TV sh- star of 2022. These were the nominees. Chriselle Staus from Selling Sunset. Garcelle Bouvet, Beverly Hills. Candy Burris, Atlanta. Kenya Moore, Atlanta. Khloe Kardashian, The Kardashians. Kim Kardashian, The Kardashians. Kyle Richards. Beverly Hills, Mike, the situation, Sorrentino, Jersey Shore family vacation. And the winner was Khloe Kardashian. Guess who wasn't even at the award show? Kim Kardashian. Because Kim knew Khloe was going to win. So she's not going to go there. And uh, she's, uh, I think, probably off her Art Basel uh, weekend uh, of enjoyment. And then probably having to deal with Kanye on top of that. The the binge worthy how many nom how many category now I'm getting really offended because you guys could have at least nominated me for person who didn't make his bed enough or something like there could have been an award for me the binge worthy show of 2022 is these are the nominees Bridgerton Bel Air Dahmer inventing Anna which is the Anna Delvey one Severance the Bear the Boys the thing about Pam dude I loved the Bear I love the Boys on Amazon Prime. Chef's Kiss, loves Severance, didn't really like it inventing Anna. Dahmer wins this. Dahmer wins this. The most binge-worthy show of 2022 is about a psychotic serial killer that all, it be very real. Like, that scares me. Like, wait, can we, I don't know. All you guys liked it. I, I just couldn't handle, I couldn't handle it. Um, anyways, there, I mean, God, there, there, these things keep going. Like, song of the year, album of the year was Midnight's Taylor Swift. Country art, like, the Latin artist of 2022 was Becky G. I thought that would be Bad Bunny or uh, Roselia. The new artist of 2022 was Lotto. Lotto or Lotto? The music, oh, man. Um, Where's the podcast one? I want to bitch about that a little bit more. The social celebrity of 2022. What is this? Does that mean social media or does that just mean, like, just friendly in person? Bad Bunny, Charlie Puth, Doja Cat, Little Nas X, Lizzo, Reese Witherspoon, Selena Gomez, Snoop Dogg. Selena Gomez wins. I, I, I guess this means social media because it's, it's like social. Like, does it mean just like they're really good at parties? They're they're good at party games. But congratulations, Selena Gomez. 
And then, okay, so that's the social celebrity, but then there's the social star of 2022, which I guess this means social media star because it's Addison Ray, Bella Porch, Brent Rivera, Charlie D'Amelio, Jay Shetty, KB Lame. <laughs> These, come on, who's messing with me? Kate, uh, Michaela Jane Noriega, Mr. Beast, and Noah Beck. Oh, man, I am losing my edge. I know like three of these people. But the winner was Mr. Beast, who is now, I believe, YouTube's highest uh, money-making person on YouTube. Congratulations to Mr. Beast. May I have some money, please? Dude, it keeps going. Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Pop podcast of 2022. Pop podcast of 2022. Anything goes with Emma Chamberlain. Okay, she's that girl that hosted the Met Gala uh, Archetypes, which is Meghan Markle's uh, podcast. Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard, who is, uh, I hear, amazing. Call her, da- call her daddy, okay. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Not skinny, but not fat. Our friend, Amanda Hirsch. Smartless, which is like Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and, and the dude from uh, Will and & Grace. And then Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer. And Archetypes one. The Meghan Markle podcast one. The best pop podcast of 2022 is Megan. No offense to Megan Markle, um, but like the best pop podcast. I'm the best pop podcast, damn it. Can you imagine me up there with like call her daddy and then it's just schlubby old me and my shorts and Sandy's hat and the basketball shorts I've been wearing for the last three years. And I'm like, I'd like to thank my family, all the people that have voted for the People's Choice Awards, whoever the fuck you are. Anyways, that is my thing. But also, yeah, so Kathy... Kathy was on stage presenting an award and this person is giving their speech and she starts applying lip gloss in the background of this. And it is one of the funniest. I mean, it's one of the most. Oh, yeah. So it's Mariska Hargitay, which I'm sorry, I didn't get to the category that she was nominated in, you guys, because there's literally eight billion categories. And Kathy Hilton is applying lip gloss. I'm looking on Queens of Bravo. She's applying for the YouTube. Like, lip gloss. It is ridiculous. But God bless you, Kathy Hilton. God bless you for just being you. What how? What an amazing... What an amazing, amazing lady. Uh, let's see. I did not plan on the People's Choice Awards bit taking too long. Okay, we did the Potomac footage. Oh, here, I wanted to play you this Lisa Rinna clip from the red carpet of the People's Choice Award. Uh, so let's uh, hear some audio from this. This is where if I was a real radio show, I go, hey, Roger, hit that audio button. But it's just me putting something up to a microphone. So here we go. The housewife you would most like to see return to the show. Brandy Glanville. Who's the housewife you never like to see return to the show. <laughs> uh, Lisa Vanderpump. Who is the housewife on your cast you wish you were closer with? Um, uh, no one right now. I'm fine. I'm good. She's good. good. You heard it here, honey. She's good. Who housewife you would most like to see return to the show? Uh, Teddy. Teddy. Ooh, Teddy. There's the Jane and Kyle. You would most like to never return to the show. Oh, that's... <laughs> 
That's for you. No comment. I'm sticking with Carlton. I'm good. Who is the one housewife on your path you wish you were closer to than you are right now? Ooh, that's a tricky one. That's a good one. I'm going to go with Crystal because I'm going to be a little bit safe. Yeah, I'm going to go with, um, I wish Garcelle and I were closer. I love that. Thank you so much. Have the best time. Thank you. Thank you. Very dashing. Yeah. You guys call him Dasher? I worked very hard. Nick Vile talking to Sutton and Crystal. You know, we try. So I, I got to know, uh, you two, this friendship is blossoming. We, we're loving it. What's the secret to, you know, going Excuse from me. frenemies <laughs> to friends? What, what is the secret to a great friendship, especially if it maybe didn't start that way? I think Pants. humor. <laughs> no, you know Pants what? Are humor. Humor. We actually were the funny ones. People might not know that, but we are. <laughs> we're funny, we're witty, but we also talk it out, I think, and um, get over our differences and learn from We'll get over our differences, I say, I say. My name's Sutton Strack. I'm at the People's Choice Awards. I, I refuse to come on Ryan Bailey's podcast because he sweated all over me at BravoCon. First off, the first clip was Lisa Rinna, and she said... She wants Brandy Glanville back, which is like, okay, like Brandy's cool. Um, would never want Lisa Vanderpump back. And that she does, she goes, <laughs> I don't want any, I don't want to talk anybody for my show right now. <laughs> Literally, the whole red carpet looked frightened out of their minds. Second interview was Erica Jane and Kyle. And they said, of course, both the person that they want to come back is Freddie Mellencamp, which, by the way, I got an uh, email saying I need to leave Freddie Mellencamp alone. Somebody in my DMs. And she seemed like a nice lady. And I, she also said that Freddie Mellencamp was going through a cancer journey, which I hate to break this to you. I did not, I don't think, know about that. I don't think cancer is funny, nor do I ever would make some of fun of somebody's cancer. I make fun of Freddie because there is such a thirst level there um, that I do think that it is funny because she's always the one that said I would never, I don't need the housewives, yet she, it feels like she's desperate to come back. You know, like she's desperate. And I think sometimes people just aren't suited for that. Plus, she has a great podcast from what I hear with Tamara. And that should be nominated for Best Pop Podcast. But I just don't, I don't know, whatever. They, they'll probably have to end up bringing her back to get everybody to sign on, like Kyle and Erica and stuff. Who knows? They're also on pause until January. And then that last interview was flipping Nick Vile doing the interview. I don't, like, it was Sutton and Crystal, who I both love. But Nick Vile, man, this is why I curse the Lord every day. Because I would love to look like Nick Vile. Because I'm a better interviewer than Nick Vile. Period. I could be on that red carpet. The only thing that's stopping me is looking like me. That's it. Other than that, I would kill that interview. He was like, he was like a note card. He was like, we have all loved your relationship this year. What makes it work for you guys? And son's like, well, you look very handsome, I say, I say. That's what's stopping me, is that nobody would be like, well, you look very a dapper today. But Nick's sitting there with like, he's just sitting there with a cue card going like, Oh, what's 
What's it like being so beautiful on television? But he looks like he looks good, you know. He's he's a hot dude. So listen, like this, if there if there was a remake of the movie Big, that movie Big with Tom Hanks, would be like, I wish to be Nick Vile, and then the next day I wake up and I'm like hot, but then I realize I'm Nick Vile. I don't. Anyways, I have thirty more stories to do, and I am not going to be able to get to that because we're already 56. <laughs> Don't worry. There's always Thursday and Friday. We, you know, I used to, I would listen to Howard Stern and, uh, back in the, uh, the days and he would always be like, okay, what we got, what we got coming up today, Robin is, uh, we got this and this and this, and then four hours would pass and he hadn't gotten to like eight of the things that he said he was going to get to at the beginning of the show. And I always used to be st- I always used to be so pissed at that because I was like, I want to hear those things. How how did you forget about that? Um, also, you guys, <laughs> if any does anybody, this is a this is just a shot in the dark. Does anybody out there listen to me? Um, I guess that's just one question. I guess in itself, does anybody listen to me? And secondly, does anybody listen to me that works for Apple um, and that can help me out because. Um, like three days before Thanksgiving, my phone lost, like I, I, I bought a 256 gigabyte iPhone or like got one through AT&T and you just pay it off per month. And, um, and then, you know, you're forced to get the new one three years later, but 256 gigs was a lot of, lot of gigs. And three days before Thanksgiving, my phone was like, sorry, no more storage. You have to delete things. To actually get more. And it turns out I had 130,000 photos. I think I've talked about this before. Most of them are just screenshots of Lisa Rinna faces or Sheena Shea's It's All Happening or Aviva's Leg. It was scary. But it is still to this. Now it's been two and a half weeks. I try to order a new phone at the Apple store the day after Thanksgiving. And it said it wouldn't be available until December 28th at the earliest because also I was like, okay, this is what credit card's for. I'm just going to go to one terabyte. Like, if I'm already out of 256 gigs, dude, I was in Chicago. I was having the same issue. And it makes me, like, delete tech. I, I want to keep all my text conversations. Those mean something to me. I'm deleting texts from people that I actually genuinely like just so I can get space or trying to find videos or photos I, I don't need. And it's really hard to make that because your phone, like, gets super slow. But anyways, I need a new phone. I'm not asking for a free phone. But does anybody work, work there? Could help me like get a phone quicker because I am so out of space on my phone and like it's affecting everything because then my laptop gets affected by that and then I'm just deleting things. I was like delete. I, I do cameos for people and I save all my cameos, which I know is weird, but I like I like to like it's like cool that I get to do cameos for people and people you know like and I saved all of those and then I was having to delete those and I just don't want to delete shit like that like. Anyways, if anybody's a tech wizard or something like that, and email me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com and just say I can help you with your storage issue, or even I can help you get a phone earlier. I'm willing to pay with a credit card, not cash, with a credit card. Um, I don't know. I just figured it was worth a shot in the dark. So okay, Isn't, was that weird? That was a little lame of me. But I got. I'm just. It's 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 like my phone is my life. I was trying to do this whole Insta story about Adam Duritz from Counting Crows and everybody he dated, which I'm gonna talk about with you guys on Thursday's episode, but it took me an hour and a half when it should only take me 10 minutes because I was like, 
waiting for photos to upload, waiting for photos to upload. If Meditza or San- Sandra send me a picture now, like, of a, like a, a logo for the podcast, I have to delete 10 things so I can see the photo and the text. It's wild. Do you guys deal with that at all? Or do, are you guys normal and just keep a normal amount of photos? Okay, cool. Okay, so we're going to go to a commercial right now, and then we are starting our Real Housewives of Salt Lake City recap. Remember, there are timestamps, even though every minute of this has just been a damn joy, and you know it. Also, if you can, always make sure you listen to the commercials and and go check out my product code or type in the address, because it really does help the show. Never. there's I'm dead serious about that. There's no jokes uh, there at all. And uh, here is our sponsor for this week. Now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsor. And this week, our sponsor, we have a new sponsor. And that is our new friends at Rocket Money. Now, I've got to tell you guys, you guys have known how much trouble I've been having with my phone lately because uh, I have no space left on it. I have way too many apps. And then when I start looking at these apps, I realize, oh my God, how many things am I subscribed to that I have never even, I don't even use I'm paying for subscriptions that I don't even use. And this, this company is here at the perfect time for me individually. I'm like, oh my God, I read the the ad and I looked at the company. I was like, this is directly for me. I am their target customer. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you, it's like an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets uh, streamed. Dude, I was like subscribed to all these independent film apps during the pandemic because I was trying to be like, like Criterion Channel and all this stuff. I had no idea I was still paying for them because I just don't pay attention like I should. But so there is this great app that I am now using that is helping me track all of my expenses. And because of it, I'm going to no longer waste money on subscriptions I don't ever use. So you might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money. It was formerly known as Truebill, but now it's called Rocket Money. So do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual cost is actually closer to $200. So you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. So there's this app that I started using this week and it has actually helped me. This is so sad. It's helped me clear up space on my phone and it's also helped me save over $100. And it's called Rocket Money formerly known as Truebill. So the app shows all of your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. Guess who's been double charged for a subscription? This guy, uh, to cancel a subscription, all you have to do on the app is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com. So that's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash so bad. Seriously, you could save hundreds of dollars per year. So that's rocketmoney.com slash so bad. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now 
at rocketmoney.com slash so bad. I'm telling you, this is actually so flippin' useful. Go check it out for yourself. Just type in rocketmoney.com forward slash so bad. Check it out for yourself. But I'm telling you, I'm using it and it did already save me money. So I know this is actually a good service. Okay, back to the show. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now we're back. And we are back. Uh, remember, folks, there are timestamps on these episodes, as are all my episodes. Uh, but I hope you, hopefully you listen to the commercial. So now is our recap of Salt Lake. This is a one-stop shop show where you can get everything that you need in just one... I just said it, just one show. Anyways, I want to thank Laura Beth Harp. Uh, her Instagram is at Laura Beth Harp, H-A-R-P-E, for uh, taking the notes on the Salt Lake City episode. Uh, it really does help free me up to really watch the minutia and the details. At one point, I was able to look up at the screen instead of taking notes and see Jen Shaw without makeup. And that is truly something that was 
worth seeing. So anyways, uh, Laura, thank you so much if you're listening. <laughs> but thank you. These notes really do help. I watched this show over and over again. I just rewatched it again. And we're going to go into a recap. And I do a full recap. Also, if you have not listened, you guys, to Tuesday's episode with Anne-Marie Spiro and Trisha LaFosh, Anne-Marie was in Danbury Prison, where Jen Shaw most likely will wind up. And she takes us through the whole prison process of being a prisoner there for two years. And I thought it was one of the, my favorite episode. It just, I was so enthralled while doing it. So I hope you guys dug it. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it because it really does play right into Salt Lake and some of the things we even talked about in this episode. So this is season three, episode nine, and it's called Not a Yacht of Fun. <laughs> Love these titles. And if I was a, a betting man, if I hadn't seen the show already, I would have said, not a yacht of fun. So that means something's not fun, but also possibly means there's a yacht involved. So, okay, it's like a 5 out of a 10 for a title. The cable description says, Meredith convinces Jen to include Dana on the girls' trip, but when Angie K claims the primary bedroom, she becomes a target. I love that they make it sound like, then people try to kill Angie K. Heather, Lisa, and Whitney take sides, but when Angie K retaliates with an accusation against Jen, it becomes a war. <laughs> By the way, I really did like this episode, but that is a ridiculous description. It become people are fighting brother against brother, civil war in San Diego. Like, are you kidding me? Also, the Angie K thing, like I said, the previous episode, Angie H and Angie K, we've got to just switch one of their names. And he, like, just call one of them, like, you know, Mary Jane or like... Sammy. I don't know. I don't care. I just don't want to say Angie H and Angie K every time. It confuses me. I'm very gentle. Previously on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, remember they show us all the clips from the season because they realize as an audience we have these brains of a little pea and we see clips from Coach Shaw's birthday party from the beginning of the season at Angie K's house and they're dancing and Jen thanks Angie K and her husband Sean for hosting the party. That comes into play this episode. Then we go to the ski slopes. We're doing a lot of skiing this this uh, this whole season where Lisa, Jen, and Whitney are talking about Heather grabbing Whitney and pushing her after she challenged her on issues with Lisa. Like when he was like, I'd like to talk to you. And Heather's like, no. Heather is just physically manhandling Whitney so much this season that I truly feel like there could be bruising. Uh, then we go to choir practice. Remember, that's a big plot line is Heather Gay's choir, which we found out in last week's episode. Heather can't even hold a tune. No offense, Heather Gay, but also kind of offense. Like you unfollowed me on Instagram. That still hurts. I live with that trauma every damn day. I loved you so much. I mean, I still like you, but... We hear Heather telling Lisa that she wants to start at Ground Zero and be friends. And Lisa's like, but you lied. And Heather rolls her eyes. Then we go, like, we see Jen in the pool with Angie Kay calling Meredith to invite her to San Diego, or as I like to say, San Diego. And then Jen confronting Dana Banana about calling her a bully, because that's the whole thing. Dana seems like the only one with an actual head on her shoulders where she's like, yo, do you see how you guys all, like, like placate Jen and, like, are, like, cool with her in a weird way when she's, like, kind of a bully? And uh, Jen Shaw, being Jen Shaw, like, 
if somebody questions Jen Shaw, her immediate thing is to shout you down immediately so you never do it again, so you're afraid for the rest of your life. That's her whole, which, by the way, if you listen to Tuesday's episode, it's not going to work amazingly in prison. It might for a second, but if she does it to everybody, it eventually will not work in prison. So be careful to Jen Shaw. Anybody in Jen Shaw's circle that's listening to this, please warn her that like it's good to stand up for yourself in prison, but you don't want to shout down every prisoner because eventually that will come back to haunt you. That's just a tip I learned from doing the podcast yesterday. Uh, we see uh, the taglines, of course. <laughs> it's like... I don't know. These taglines are just so funny. I just also like the way Whitney dances and her little... We arrive at Jen's house and the Chiron, Chiron, you guys, if you don't know by now, just means the the, the wording that they have at the bottom of the screen. And it says, three months until Jen's trial. And she's putting in her contacts. And I've done that before. You know, you know, it's like... And also, isn't that funny? As you get older, I still have never... I've not gotten any better at putting in my contacts or taking them out. And also, when I was in my 20s, you guys, you don't even want to know. I was one of those, oh, man, it's just, when I think about it now, I'm lucky to still have my eyeballs. Like, I like, I left my contacts in way too, it was just just bad news. And barely, that's how, that's the pandemic, you guys, really, like, I wear contacts maybe a handful of times a year now. I have these glasses. I lost a pair the other day because that's just what, what I do. But I have these I have glasses and I'm like, ah, oh, is it really worth the try? It's like basketball shorts. I'm kind of just in my George Costanza phase of life where I'm just like, yeah, I'll wear sweatpants. I'll wear basketball shorts. Uh, is it contact worthy? I don't think so. I'll just wear my glasses. Like, who am I? Who's like, like I'm not Nick Vial on the People's Choice red carpet, you know? And the, the Chiron's like three months until Jen. She's put in her contacts. And we see, this is like the most intense opening with the editing. We see flashbacks of Jen Shaw's arrest. We see the ring camera footage of the police coming to her home. And shots of Jen Shaw leaving the courthouse. Remember with the glasses and the braids all intense like. And then when we then see Jen opening a drawer and getting out some prescription medications. Jen's confessional says, my whole life I've dealt with depression. And after my father passed away, I started taking antidepressants to help me get through that period of my life. And I felt like I got to a good place until I got indicted. Well, that's, and usually that's how it goes. If you get indicted, you're usually not having the best day. And over the last year and a half, I've gone through a living hell, Jen says. I'm just taking each day as it comes. Okay. I am all for taking anti all for taking antidepressants, right? I think that is one of the healthiest things that you can do for yourself. Uh, and I've been honest with you guys about the antidepressants that I have been on in the past. And like I said, I just met with my uh, my psychiatrist last week to go over. Like you know, we were we're messing around. We're not messing. We're just playing around with some things. You know, just having a. A good old time with old medicine. No, because you want to do, you want to be responsible with this. But I thought it was interesting. And in Tuesday's episode, Amory uh, pointed out, not in a rude way, but it's interesting that they she put this scene in there because it eventually, when she does go to prison, Jen Shaw will need to do a pill lineup where they give, uh, you know, the people that are in that prison. They're pills for the day. So you need to make a case that she does need these. This is going to be important. So the fact that this is on TV, I think, is very important just for Jen's future. And I think this was purposely put there, you know? So I thought that was very interesting talking to them. Uh, We flash back to scenes of Jen at her father's grave and then Jen talking to Coach Shaw about her upcoming trial. We go to a new scene 
and we see the snow covered, this beautiful snow covered mountains. And then we're at a bakery and Heather's walking in and we see that she's meeting Angie H and Angie H we know is just what we get from her is she's just desperate to be on this show. Like she wants it so bad. It's like me, you know, it's like me wanting to lead in a high school play. Like you want it so bad and you can just tell. So every scene with Angie H, she's got like the most intense, like, Hey, what's going on, everybody? We're having a good time. Like, she's like barely blinking. She's just like, uh, I'm having a great time here. <laughs> you know, and her husband, you know, created Shaw Exposed, a, a fake Finsta account to go against Lisa Barlow for some reason. So Angie H is like, hello, my dear. Spring is not sprung. And Heather's like, I know it left us. And they hug as women do. And Angie H is like, you look cute, though. And Heather's like, we have matching boots on. I would hate it if me and my guy, my handful of guy friends, if we get really look at you and your little your cutie jacket oh are those adidas Woo! anyways they're excited and angie's like how are you girl and heather's like oh you ordered me the breakfast burrito okay and angie's like i got you what you wanted did you want ice or hot shot anyways this is all peripheral bullshit just saying they're actually at a restaurant and then dana walks in and angie is like hi miss dana that is one of the things I will give credit to Jen Shaw for is I love the phrase Dana Banana. She calls her Dana Banana. And I just like it. Is, it rolls trippingly off the tongue. Dana Banana. I like it. Dana Banana. I would actually, I, Dana, if you're out there, I would I would run with this. In fact, I would sell a t-shirt saying Dana Banana on it and make the money before Jen Shaw tries to make t-shirts and make money off you. So Dana's like, good. They hug each other more of like, oh, you look great, blah, blah, blah. And Heather's like, oh, look at your Louie. That's the new one. And Dana goes, yeah. And me being who I am, I'm like, who's Louie? <laughs> That's Teresa's guy. We don't trust him, do we? And then I realize, no, they're talking about a Louis Vuitton purse. And Dana has one. So good good for you, Dana. And Angie H is like, oh, girl, that's gorgeous. And Dana goes, well, your food looks amazing. And Angie's like, I'll trade you. Like, no, what? I mean, your food, what is that? <laughs> your Louis purse that's like worth thousands of dollars looks beautiful. And then you're like, oh, your hash brown and eggs look amazing. Like, great. I mean, stellar dialogue. Angie's like, well, it is. It's really good. I had a bite before you guys came. I couldn't wait. I'm sorry. I like when people are like, I'm just so dirty. Oh my God. I just had to take a bite. I couldn't wait for you guys. I was starving. Angie's like, oh, sorry. Heather's like, you picked my favorite bakery. So like, I was thrilled to meet up so we could just like talk, you know? I also liked that that line in first that Heather's like, I wouldn't have come, but I love this bakery. So I was thrilled to meet up with you. Dana goes, so Jen and I are probably not on the best terms right now. And Heather's like, what does that mean? And Dana's like, well, she called Meredith when I was at Meredith's home and invited Meredith to go to San Diego on a trip. And this is, by the way, just pay attention to Angie H's eyes on this because she's like, here's trip. And she's like, what? You got invited on a trip? And Heather's like, well, I literally got a text from Jen on my way here about the trip. And Dana goes, oh, so she invited you. And Heather goes, barely. And Angie H goes, can you guys um tell me about this trip that I'm clearly not in the know of? <laughs> it's cool. 
can you tell me, please? And Dan is like, well, it's a girl's trip. Like, so Jen and I kind of went at it and she was like, you were talking shit and calling me a bully. And I was like, yeah, I did call you a bully. I don't like the way you talk to people. You're very disrespectful. You're very rude. And Angie H is like, how did she take it? And Dan is like, well, she started yelling and then she hung up the phone. And Heather's like, what did Meredith do in that moment? And Dana goes, well, she wants us to figure it out on the trip. And Angie H goes, wait, so Meredith invited you, not Jen? And Heather's like, so you're a guest of a guest? And Dana's like, yeah, a guest of a guest, I guess. And Angie looks shocked. And also, Angie, you can tell also just with the Louis Vuitton per, it's just a lot on Angie. She's like, you got a Louis Vuitton and you're a guest of a guest? I don't even fucking know about this. Nobody's letting me be a guest of a guest. Do You got to notice during this scene that not once Heather Gay goes, you'll be my guest. Like, Heather's like... I'm good. I'm just going to stay out of this one. Like, guest of a guest. I love it. Be my guest. Do, 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 da, 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 da. And so you're the guest of a guest. And Dana's like, okay. And Angie H goes, Dana, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? She goes, uh, I'm going to have the best time. And Angie H goes, Dana, you left your street smarts at the door. But you can tell the subtext is, why am I not fucking invited? What the fuck? I'm sorry that my I made my husband do a Finsta account, but why am I going to be penalized? Is it because I ate a bite of my breakfast burrito before you guys got here? She She's like, and she's kind of that person that has the bottled up like intensity. She's like, cool. You've lost your shoes. And anyways, online, you guys. She said that Whitney, because, you know, remember, there's a whole show that plays out online after the show, which I always think is ridiculous, because most of you guys don't know it. But Angie H said that, because uh, Whitney said she was begging to go on this trip, which, by the way, I believe, like, listen, Whitney, I just, has never been a liar to me. I'm sorry. She just hasn't. Uh, she might be a little in her feelings right now and figuring things out, but not a liar. And she said, yeah, Angie H was like begging to get on the trip. And Angie H put on Instagram, Whitney's lying. So Whitney, you know, being Whitney, literally produces the receipts of all the text messages that she sent where Heather was like, girl, I want... I want you to go on the trip. You, you know, like, why did you reach out to Jen? And like, then it was like, how did it go? And Angie H was like, no go. Can't, she doesn't want me on the trip. Producers haven't invited me. Da, 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 da. So Angie H is just kind of wa a wacky liar. And I just don't know in this day and age when you can straight up prove that you have been talking shit, that people still like lie in the way that they do. Like in Potomac, Candace even said, Karen, I was not talking about you having a boyfriend around uh, uh, under Ray's nose. No, I wasn't not talking about that. That, and then we cut to a scene with Ashley. It's like, how do these people not realize cameras are there and eventually it's going to actually make it to TV? Are they just going like, well, hopefully Karen's not going to watch the episode when it airs where I actually told the thing that she, I just lied to her about. Makes no sense to me. Anyways, they all laugh. New scene. We're back to Jen's house. We see her making tea in the kitchen. Very regal. Meredith drives up in her Range Rover. It's snowing outside, and Meredith is wearing this glaringly bright orange trench coat. And the way she walks, there's like this... Meredith is like an extremely beautiful lady, but I don't know. I'm like, I was watching the details of it, and it's just like, she kind of walks like a... Not like a Bigfoot, but like a... She's a very pronounced walk in the outfit in the snow, you know? And also, the camera zooms in. I shit you not, you guys. Jen has a sign... On her door, like right next to her door that says no solicitors. <laughs> no solicitors. We don't want no solicitors here. 
We only solicit illegally on the phone here at the Shaw household. The camera zooms in. Uh, Meredith rings the doorbell. Jen answers, and Meredith's like, "Hello, I've come just, I've come to solicit you." <laughs> they both laugh, and I'm like, "You know what? When you're up on charges on the way you are, let's not both laugh. Maybe let just Meredith laugh, and Jen, you should just be like, <laughs> well, anyways, let's get some tea." And Jen's like, "Hey, come on in. How are you? I'm good. How are you?" And then Jen goes, "You look bright and snowy on the snowy day." You get what I'm saying, though, folks? This is like if you were to write a Housewives spec script or a pilot, you always start off every scene. The first five lines are something about what they're wearing. You look sunny. Those boots are cool. What a shiny vest you're wearing. I like your nipples in that. It's always something kind of just about their look. And then we're able to get into the minutia of the scene. So Mary's like, we need a little something to cheer us up. That's why I'm wearing something bright and snowy. <laughs> Mary's always talking and like, I always, I know that doesn't sound like Meredith, but to me, because she's just, she's kind of like a little stroke voice a little bit, you know, and she's very pronounced at times and very serious. And Jen is like, okay, I'm going to take your coat. I'm making some tea. Do you want some? And Meredith goes, I would love some. Thank you. And Jen's like, you'll have to tell me if you like this tea. And Meredith's like, what is it? And Jen's like, so it's a Middle Eastern tea because it's Ramadan right now. But I'm not fasting today because Sharif called this morning and said, do not fast because like it's going to make you sick. Which, by the way, like I don't know a lot about Ramadan. I like to learn about new religions and things like that. But like I didn't know you were allowed to just not do one of the things and the, the religion says, you know, you know, it's like, I didn't know you could just like, hey, we're not supposed to eat today because of Ramadan, but I'm going to excuse you from it. Like, like, isn't, wouldn't God be the one to excuse you from like fast? I, anyways, Jen in the confessional goes, one of the things that helped me get through this, you know, last year and a half and everything I'm dealing with is my relationship with Allah, Allah. Uh, Ramadan in itself, because it's a time of reflection and reflection and fasting and prayer, you ask for forgiveness, you are forgiven for your sins, and it's going to help me find the strength to deal with everything that I'm dealing with, which I think is amazing. But then why don't you do the fasting so you can actually do it correctly so you can get all your sins forgiven and all that stuff? And Jen's like, well, it's going good, Meredith. It's like a it's like the month where I have to be calm. And Meredith's like, <laughs> she has a weird laugh. And Jen goes, and stay calm because things can break your Ramadan. And I was like, you know, like being on a show or like going to jail. And Meredith's like, what do you mean? And Jen goes, fighting with people. And Meredith goes, shall we get Zen Jen? We've already done Zen Wen from Real Housewives of Potomac, Wendy Osefo. Osefo, uh, but now it's Zen Jen. And Jen's like, it's my intention. So this is a great month. If anybody would like to, you know, talk to me about anything, because I can't get upset. And Meredith goes, well, that's good, because I was hoping to talk to you. <laughs> and Jen goes, oh, okay, okay. And Meredith's like, I feel horrible that things escalated the way, like with you and Dana Banana on FaceTime. And Jen's like, well, I wasn't expecting that. It was a shock to me. And I was like, was it a shock to you? We had a camera crew while you were filming with Angie K in a pool. Shouldn't have been a shock to you at all. They hired a camera crew. You knew you were going to hear something. And Meredith goes, I think, I think Dana's intention is good. I think it was just really bad communication 
all the way around. Meredith in a confessional is like, I'm not usually in the habit of inviting people on a trip that I'm not hosting, but it was really uncomfortable when Jen was calling to invite me on the trip with Dana standing there and not inviting her. By the way, if this is how it goes, <laughs> Angie H is like, I need to go to Meredith's house every day just in case Jen calls in the uh, and I'm in the background so I can get invited to parties. I know how Jen cools you down, and it's usually pretty reasonable when you sit down and chat with her. So I'm crossing my fingers on this one that it'll get it done. Yeah, Jen's super reasonable once you can really get in there. It just only it, it takes a couple years, but you'll get her. And we flash back over to the bakery with Angie, H, Heather, and Dana. And Dana's like, Jen's very aggressive, very loud. I don't know if you guys just like don't see it, don't recognize it, kind of just put up with it, but I don't like it. And I'm like. Fuck yeah, Dana Banana. Yeah, say your truth. Sing your truth. And Heather's like, she's been doing that since I've known her. I'm over it. I mean, I keep considering my friendship with her when talking to everyone, but she doesn't consider my friendship with anyone she's dealing with. You know, it's just like, she's just like, machine guns everybody and Heather's saying this with like a bright disposition like it's just the way it is and Dan is like how do you feel about that and Heather goes I feel devastated Heather in a confessional is like Jen follows a different set of friendship rules and it's either ride or die loyalty or I'll burn you alive (laughs) and Heather literally I mean but the funny thing is Heather says this and it's true but Heather doesn't abide by this Heather is scared of fuck of Jen Shaw she like whatever Jen Shaw has on Heather is like I mean did Jen Shaw loan Heather money at a certain point to open Beauty Lab and Laser because what I do this ride or die shit sometimes it goes too far like I would love I would love to know the true conversation when after telling these ladies proclaiming her innocence when she finally had to change her plea what she told those women those are the conversations that I wish they had on tape and I know they're not going to have those and Heather goes I, of course, feel as big and as horrible feelings as she does, but I've learned to push it down and keep it cool. And Dana's like, you need to stop suppressing them, okay? And Heather goes, no, why? Because I want to be like, Jen, listen, I like suppressing things into a box, into a tiny corner of my brain. And Dana's like, no, but you you, you put it into different compartments. And, and Heather goes, guess what? If you forget about it, it just goes away. And Angie H goes, just like your bills. And Heather laughs. Ha ha ha. Shut the drawer. You never see them again. It was so weird, you guys, this conversation. It was Heather going like, I hide everything and eventually it's going to be okay. But remember that one season of Potomac when Monique, it was the season with Candace when she was like, I put everything up in a box and one of the days that box is going to get overfilled and it's going to fall to the ground and I'm going to explode. Like one day we are going to see Heather Gay have the biggest explosion known to mankind. And I don't mean in the bathroom. I mean, like she is going to fucking lose it. Meredith, uh, we're back in the Meredith scene at Jen's house and Meredith goes, how are you doing just in general? I know that you've been through a lot. And Jen goes, it's like I'm up and down. The trial got pushed to July. And because I'm going in for the fight of my life in three months, Gina, it's like this daily roller coaster. We flash back one week to a conversation between Jen and Coach Shaw. This conversation broke my fucking heart, you guys. Um, uh, Jen goes, the trial was supposed to happen this week. I see the email, you know, that I have to send another $200,000 in for payment to the lawyers. Another payment because we still have to keep these attorneys working. And that's the stuff that makes me so angry, especially with Reefy, uh, her son going to medical school. This could be money to go set up stuff for him. And Coach Shaw is like, ah. 
It's a lot. It's a lot. Dude. First off, this is the scene where we see Jen shot without any makeup, and it's much different. Like any of us, when we have makeup on, it was just much. It was just like, oh, oh, oh. like it was like a real. I was like, wow, no, no glam in this scene. But also, it just kind of pissed me off because it's like, yeah, man, this money could be going to your kid's education. You knew you were guilty. You knew it. You knew it. You thought you were going to find a way out. And that's what sucks now is you paid all this money for your attorneys. You borrowed all this money from people like your mom, all of this shit. And that's what kills you because that should have been money for your family. Hopefully, like most rich people that screw us little people over, you've hidden it somewhere and you have it to give to them. But who knows? Like, I mean, this is that's kind of ridiculous. I would be mad at my mom if I saw this on TV and then I found out she changed her plea. So Jen and Meredith, Jen's like, that's why I was like, let me plan a girl's trip, <laughs> which is, and she laughs because that's the last thing in the fucking world you should do. If you're just sending a $200,000 check of going, let's go to beautiful San Diego and party. And Meredith goes, yeah, I think it's good for you to stay busy right now. It's a lot on your mind. Otherwise do a puzzle. God, her and her mother earlier this season, were working on a thousand piece puzzle. I bet she hasn't finished that yet. Keep yourself busy in those kind of ways. You know how much shit's on Netflix right now? I told you guys earlier. There's a movie called Troll. Watch that. And Jen's like, so are you ready for our fun in the sun? And Meredith goes, um, beyond. And Jen goes, I'm in charge of the event. You are being given the title of the CEO of fun. Usually that's me. And Meredith goes, Oh, yes. Like, it's like some kind of people's chance. This is what, being the CEO of Fun by Jen Shaw is like winning Best Entertainer at the People's Choice Awards. Like, what? Like, you, this is why, like, Jen Shaw is charming as hell. Like, yeah, I would love it if one of my friends that, like, never hang out with, like, I don't ever hang out anymore with people. And Jen, you know, they call and they're like, hey, hey, we want to, you don't have to go out, but we're nominating you CEO of Fun. I'd be like, what? You kidding me? I don't have to go out? hell yeah so i also i don't think meredith is truly the best option for ceo fun but what do i know jen's like this is a resume builder for you by the way okay and i'm like yeah jen shaw recommending you for anything is a huge resume builder really jen jen shaw hired me as ceo of fun right then and there you'd be like you know what probably not gonna hire you uh, Meredith goes, so what do you think about maybe including Dana Banana? And Jen goes, including her where? In the trip? And Mer- uh-huh. Well, Jen, Mer- Jen's like, let me drink some of my tea. And Meredith goes, I mean, I'm telling you, look, I could be wrong, but from every conversation I've had with her, and Jen's like, did you plan this because it's Ramadan? And Meredith's like, <laughs> well, when you opened the door with that, it was kind of like, oh, well, <laughs> my day just got a whole lot easier. <laughs> Back to the bakery, Heather is like, I just like have anxiety now. I can't even eat. My favorite bakery, and I can't even eat. And Angie H is like, why? About the trip? The one I'm not invited on? And Heather's like, yeah, it's like all this bullshit. And Angie H is like, I know a lot of people are coming at you right now, and I don't think it's fair, Heather. Because Angie H is like, maybe if I'm on your side, you'll invite me as a guest of a guest. And Heather goes, I don't know if I even want to go at all. And Heather starts to cry. Oh, The pain of going to San Diego. It's so hard. You guys get on the plane and then to go to San Diego. You got to get the luggage and you got to pack. And you, it's a, a lot of moving parts. And 
you know, Angie H goes, oh, Heather. And you know Angie H is like, I'll take your place. I would like, I would like to take Heather. Uh, if Heather doesn't go, can I take her place? And she just looks directly at the camera. Did you guys hear that? She doesn't want to go. If she doesn't go, I'd love to go. Okay. Uh, Heather in a confession goes, this trip, I feel like nobody actually wants me there. We get a flashback to Heather fighting with Whitney, Lisa, and Jen. And she's like, I'm barely hanging on to this trip with a white knuckled, like include me, please grip. And Heather's like, I have hit a breaking point, but like knowing Heather, she's like, but I'm just going to put it away in that compartment and I'm going to act like everything's fun and I'll make a lot of jokes about it. And Angie's like, I'm sorry, Heather. We're back to Jen's and Meredith goes, I really do believe this was just a miscommunication with Danny Banana and you guys were like, you'll work through this pretty easily. And Jen's like, you know what? I trust you. So if you think it's a miscommunication and we can like talk through it, then fine. So we'll do it. You'll communicate with her and invite her. And Meredith goes, sure. And Jen goes, okay. This is kind of like very Godfather-esque of like, so this is what you're going to do. You're going to be the one to call her and invite her if you think it's a miscommunication. You know what I'm saying? You're like, it's very gangster. Like, okay. So I don't know. There's something very odd about that scene. We come back from commercial. We're at Lisa Barlow's house. We see her packing a bag. And Lisa's like, I'm packing for San Diego. And John's like, how, ma- how many suitcases do you need? Her husband. And Lisa's like, you know, I'm probably going to need three. So I'll fill up this. And then I'm just going to pack one bag with all my shoes. And John's like, how many days are you going? Lisa's like, three. And John goes, three? And Lisa's like, yeah, let's run down to the Louis Vuitton store because I have to grab a few things. John looks shocked. I mean, but, but let's go to the... Why? How many Louis Vuitton references are we going to get in this show? And first off, what do you need to grab a few things? Like, I'll always be like, I need to go to Rite Aid to grab a few things before a big trip. Like some of the, you know, if you're trying to not, you know, just do a carry-on, you get some of those like little bottles of toothpaste and all that, like deodorant and stuff. But like a, a couple of things that Louis Vuitton, like, are, do, do, do they sell batteries at Louis Vuitton? Like, what, are, what do you mean a couple things? Like, John eventually needs to put his fucking foot down and go, I think we're good. Like, I'm looking at the closet around right now, and there's lots of great options up, up here. You know, and I would walk, I would walk Lisa Barlow right into each of her kids' rooms and goes, these are our kids. I know this one says Fudge College, but this other one probably was going to want to go. So let's not do the Louis V store this season. New scene, we arrive at Meredith's house. She's also packing. That's another great housewife's trope is packing. You gotta pack. Meredith's like, wow, hi, honey. It's Seth, her lover slash husband. And Seth's like, are you getting ready for your trip? Huh? And Meredith's like, look what I found. And it's like some loose change in her hand. And Seth's like, Oh my gosh! And Meredith's like, so Lisa Barlow's no longer the richest one. Flashback to last year's trip to Zion when Lisa goes, guess what? I'm richer than all of you. I don't need to fucking be here. Which is not true. It turns out she is not as rich as, but who, I don't fucking care. I don't care. But anyways, Meredith, let the mouse go. Let it go. She said what she said in the bathroom off mic. It was horrible. It hurt. It still hurts. But every one of your scenes, it's like Leva cooking with her son on Southern Charm. We don't need to see that every time. We get it. You're doing okay. Your marriage is awesome. You don't fuck half of New York. Your family's not a bunch of posers. We get it. But we don't need every scene to be like, I found a quarter. <laughs> Maybe Lisa Barlow would like to hear about this. Like, we get it. 
And Seth's like, you should give that to her. Make her richer. And Meredith is like, <laughs> new scene. We arrive at Angie K's house, not Angie H. She and Jen Shaw are sitting together talking. And Angie K's like, here's my thoughts. Kind of a collab of our two cultures. It's like a Greek and Tongan hosted party. I've got to find a Greek food caterer. Tell me about the luau because I haven't been to a luau in 20 years. And especially a Jen Shaw luau. And I was like, a Jen Shaw luau, what does that mean? It's like, it's mean what you call elderly people and take their life savings. It's called a Jen Shaw luau. The camera zooms in on Jen's coffee cup that says, Shaw the Fa up. Like, shut the fuck up, but Shaw the Fa up. Wonder if you can you take the coffee cup? Can that be a fun coffee cup to go to prison with? Do you get a, like a, a plastic version of that? And Jen's like, well, we're going to have fire dancers. And Angie K goes, fire dancers, check. Food. I got, we're, I'm going to take you on a trip to Polynesia. And Angie K goes, well, that I'll cheers to. A Sean, not a Sean, Sean extravaganza. Sean, Sean Shaw Neva's extra and then like Angie's like we're set so they're planning this trip they're gonna do both things so they're they're both planning this trip but we find out later that Angie K is most likely paying for this trip new scene we're now at Whitney's house and she's also packing because that's what they do and Whitney's like does this ruin girls trip send does this read girls trip San Diego vibe and Justin's like does everything you've put in the suitcase have a tag on it? And Whitney rips the tag off and goes, no. Because it's all it's like, did you buy new clothes, lady? You women. You women and running down to the Louis Vuitton store. And Justin laughs. <laughs> yes, it does. And remember, Justin is out of work at this point. Whitney's like, until last month, shopping was my therapy. This trip is feeling a little awkward. Obviously, things are weird with Heather and I right now. There's just like that awkward space. Whitney in a confessional is like, I think Heather and I are going to be the same way we always are. We get a flashback to one week earlier at choir rehearsal when Heather was excited to see Whitney, even though like the like week before she manhandled her out the door. I think she's always going to like lead with jokes and fun and laughter and act like nothing ever happened. And I'm going to smile and be nice. And then something's going to trigger me and I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> and Justin goes, so what do you think you're going to, what's going to come out of this trip? And Whitney goes, a migraine. <laughs> I gotta. Th- I think Whitney's my favorite character on the show. New scene. We arrive at the airport at 5 a.m. There's a montage of all the ladies arriving. We're forced to watch Seth and Meredith kiss because they have a strong relationship. And whoever says otherwise is damn wrong. They fuck all the time, you guys. Seth's like, I'm here at the airport with my lover and not in Canton, Ohio, where I am in charge of 3,000 employees because I'm very successful. I've showed up here at the airport. I'm only wearing a t-shirt so you can see my nipples protruding because it's very cold. So they kiss goodbye and he's like, watch out for the schadenfreude. Okay, Seth. The women are standing around greeting each other, and Dana and Jen, they don't speak to each other. And 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 it's just really awkward because Dana's there, and Jen's like, I think this is my trip. She's not going to even say hi. Like, she's like, Dana should say hi to me. Jen, in a confessional, goes, Dana, banana, who looks like you are a no-fun banana. That's where you go too far with the ban- banana. I like Dana banana's fun, but then when you go, no-fun banana, I think that's when it loses its charm a little bit. I'm like, no-fun banana. It's not great. 
how are you, uh, she goes, how are you not going to acknowledge the person who invited you? Well, I didn't invite her. Meredith did. But like, really, bitch? And Dana in a confessional goes, I'm a guest of a guest. It's so awkward. I don't know where Meredith is. She's fu- she's fucking her husband, Seth, in like the, the baggage claim area. She goes, I don't know where Heather is. Like, somebody come help me. I'm here by myself. I totally get that. Like, yeah, Dana should say hi. But like, I get also being that like, I don't know if that's okay. Is that going to start things off weird? More airport montage with the ladies. We see Heather arrive. Heather in a confessional is like, I love these girls as much as I hate them. Really strong sentence. <laughs> You know, it's like I didn't go visit my buddy Dusty this weekend and I wasn't like, I love that guy, but I fucking hate that guy. Uh, Heather's like, I'm always hopeful that we're going to be able to get over our issues and have a great trip. But this trip feels different. I always like these people that are like, I feel like, like, do you realize you're on a housewife show? You're not supposed to feel good. You're not supposed to have a good, fun trip. Like this is we're on Bravo Real Housewives. This isn't like fun vacation station. Like this isn't like fun vacations, my favorite show on Bravo. No, this is where somebody is supposed to get their ego damaged to the point where they want to never get out of bed. We flash to Heather going up the escalator. Her bags are falling back down the escalator. That's why I kind of find Heather charming because that is very me. I'm just like lunky. I just like fucking trip over shit. And like, I'm just always like throwing my just throwing shit. Um, and Heather's like there, but for the grace of God, go, I take me with you suitcases. Your fate is better than what I'm facing. Am I crazy? But like, I didn't think everybody was against Heather. Really? Like I've thought the Lisa Meredith thing has been like, it, it feels a little narcissistic to me on Heather's part that she's like, Oh my God. I'm like, girl, you ain't that big of a problem. Like if you apologize to Whitney and actually said what you saw, then I think we'd be okay. We're on the airline now. And Whitney in a confessional goes, Yay, another domestic trip because of someone's court-ordered travel restrictions. San Diego, here we come. (laughs) Also on the airplane ride, Jen Shaw. And I feel like this is illegal. If I was on this Southwest airplane or whatever, they let Jen Shaw go, Hello, everybody, and welcome to beautiful San Diego. (laughs) Did she let her get on the airplane, Mike? Like, no, no. I did not pay Delta for that. No, I do not want to hear Jen Shaw going, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to San Diego. The weather is perfect. Let's all have a good time. It's me, Jen Shaw. Uh, God, also, let's just take a moment to realize that Angie H is home alone, not on this trip. Angie K uh, goes, okay, let's go around and toast to our new beautiful place of business for the next few days. It's a friend of mine and it's a friend of mine's and there's six rooms as it's a dope house. And it looks like a cool house. Like, listen, it's better than the Arizona house that they had. Also, Angie K says it's a friend of hers. So that means it's her friend, you know, that, so she's taking care of this. And Heather goes to Angie's hookup in San Diego and they all cheer and Meredith goes, okay, guys, there's some rules. The CEO of fun is talking to you guys. There are no locked doors on this trip. And Whitney's like, I need a door that locks. And Heather's like, well, guess what? How am I going to masturbate? And I was like, I don't know, Heather, use your hands. Like, go to the bathtub. I don't know. Oh, and I was like, oh, the door lock. And I was like, oh, my God, is that a real question? Like, Heather's like, how do you touch yourself? Um, They all laugh. And Angie K's like, I haven't been on a girl's trip since 1999. And Dana's like, this is my first girl's trip ever. And I was like, Dana, you're going to live to regret saying that. And they're good. the ladies are all shocked. And Angie K goes, she beat me. And Heather goes, she one up you. And Lisa goes, so she's like diving 
morning, right? And, and Meredith's like, so I'm the official CEO of fun on this trip, so I'm enforcing the fun rules. Which never, there's never, if, there, if you're fun, there's never rules. Jen goes, number one, have fun. Number two, have fun. Number three, don't be a bitch unless you're a fun bitch. And then Jen in a confessional goes, a fun bitch is you say, fuck you with your titties out. That's a fun bitch. And I was like, you're going to do good in prison. Like that, that will be fun for a lot of people. And Meredith goes, if I don't like the direction things are going in, I'm going to call the fun police. Like, what the, who are the fun? It's, hey, it's me, Seth. I've been hired as the fun police. I'm going to have to see all of your naked boobies, especially you, Whitney. I loved your boob cake, and I'd love to get another look at those tatas. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the ladies toast with champagne and continue to the house. They arrive and get off the van. They go to check out the house, and Lisa's like, it's beautiful. And when he goes, oh, my God. Angie K goes, isn't this amazing? And Whitney's like, Wow. And Mary's like, this is pretty. Lisa in a confessional goes, wow, this place is good. I'm like totally shocked. It's like a little Santorini vibe. Everything's wide. It's an open air concept. I'm just waiting to source like some Grecian goddesses to come out and feed me grapes. And GK goes, so will, will this do ladies? Cheers. Okay, let's go see the pool ladies. And when he's like, yeah, give us the tour. And Angie K goes, how about this little humble abode? What do you say? And Meredith goes, okay, I'm very happy right now. And Angie K goes, are you happy? Did we make you happy? And Jen goes, we need to get the room situation down. And then, and Angie K goes, wait, come and see the whole property. We're on a tour. Whitney in a confessional goes, I thought this was Jen's trip. I really am so confused on who's hosting the trip. I, you know, I feel like, is this, are you really that? I mean, is this really a thing worth of your, like, if you're at a house and somebody's talking about the house, like, I'm not like, can I see a credit card statement before you show me around this place? Like, I don't give up, like, but this is, I'm not rich. I'm not rich. I'm not, I'm not used to, I'm not rich. Like we had, we, like, I don't know. So I, I, Angie's like, okay, let's find our bedrooms. This is my favorite part of every housewives thing. And, or even the real world. That's where it started. Finding your, get picking your room. We got, we go on a tour and we see the rooms in the house. They're all fine. Angie's like, Angie says the wrong room number for the room. She's showing the ladies. And Jen goes, Angie's fucking up. And Angie K goes, I'm not though. And Jen goes, ma'am, you're supposed to know this house, like the back of your hand. And Whitney goes, the fact that you two don't break out in a fight every second blows my mind and angie k's like i just blow her off do you like that and meredith goes all i care about is the closet and a bathtub because meredith loves taking baths wouldn't this be an amazing time for mary cosby to pop up and go hey 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 but no sadly no angie k goes all right ladies welcome to my room you guys can come cuddle do you like it this is mine welcome to my room and it's the big nice room right like <clears throat> and you know Angie K, it is her friend's house, but in the Arizona house, remember, they gave their room to Jen Shaw because she'd eventually go to prison. So they were giving her the room, but not Angie K. But this almost feels like a producer plant kind of thing because it feels like she keeps saying, welcome to my room, welcome to my room. And Jen's like, oh, wow, are you in charge? Who's in charge? And Heather goes, well, looks like a shitty room to me, trying to be funny. And Whitney goes, historically, Jen has always gotten the best room. I'm kind of feeling like maybe we should give Jen the master because there's a big possibility that she might be spending the next couple of years in a six by nine foot jail cell. Damn. Whitney, yes. 
amazing. Angie K goes, you can come cuddle. And Jen goes, I don't want to come cuddle. I'm done. I'm done. I fucking planned this shit. And you get the best room. Angie K goes, um, I knew Jack. And Jen goes, it's fine. And Heather goes, is it fine? Because it doesn't seem fine. Jen in the confessional goes, Earth to Angie, the person that plans the entire girls trip gets the master bedroom. Not you, side piece. What is going on? Like, literally, this is... like. I really, first off, don't give a shit about this fight, but also Jen didn't know any of the house thing. Like, Jen didn't know where anything was to begin with. And when he's like, I got room number two or three, and Angie K goes, room number two. And Lisa goes, I wouldn't mind taking four. And Angie's like, okay, Meredith, we know you want the tub. I want the tub. All I care about is the tub. And Angie K goes, Heather. And Heather goes, I like the isolated casita, like Gina from OC, if it's available. But I just don't want to take it. And Jen goes, I don't like it. I just need glam there. And Heather goes, yeah, you can do glam there. And Jen goes, I'm confused. I just need to know where I'm going. And Angie K goes, you're right next to me. And Jen goes, I planned this entire trip and I don't know where I'm going. And Angie goes, well, you're right next to me. And Jen goes, okay, well, you guys, listen, we have this hole. And Angie starts laughing, which was kind of dickish. But Jen goes, why don't you fucking say it then? Because you really fucked up the room situation, Angie K. And Angie K goes, all right, bitch, you take over because you're a fucking pro. And Jen's like, um, because I am a fucking pro. Pro being a con artist. Angie K goes, take it to the top since we're all paying attention. And there's a pause. And then Jen pours champagne on Angie's head. And the other ladies all. (gasps) 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 And Angie K goes, are you serious, Jen? And Jen goes, yeah, I'm serious. Back from commercial break, we turn uh, return immediately to the champagne dump, and there's a slow-mo shot of the women's reactions. Lisa in a confessional goes, oh my God, Jen is so demeaning. Heather in a confessional goes, Angie's standing there like Sissy Spacek and Carrie with a bucket of pig blood, like just... I would classify this as a rule number three fun bitch move. Yeah, by the way, we're the fun police here. Je- Meredith, you need to like write to the fucking judge that she... This isn't the fun... Po- Where the fuck is the fun police? She needs to be arrested. Whitney goes, this is just a bitch move. <laughs> Angie K goes, that's not even funny, Jen. Jen goes, it is funny. This is the fun trip. And Angie K goes, would you like me to pour this on your freshly blown hair? And Jen goes, go ahead. And Angie K goes, really? Well, I'm not going to do that. And Jen goes, I'll do it. And then Jen grabs Angie's champagne and pours it on her own head. And everyone's just staring at Jen and Angie. And Jen's like, oh my gosh, this is supposed to be fun. And Angie K goes, you just soaked my hair and I blew it out to go out tonight. Jen goes, oh my gosh, we have three hours to get ready. And Angie K goes, okay, it's fine. Moving on. Tell everyone about the trip. And Jen goes, I'm sorry. I thought I could joke around with you. I love that. This is Jen. I'm sorry. I thought you liked comedy. Like, I'm sorry that you don't appreciate carrot top style prop comedy. And Jen goes, uh, and Angie goes like, okay, fine. I'm good. And Jen goes, okay, good. Because this is called the fun trip. Stop calling it the fun trip. It's not the fun trip. It's not fun. And Angie K goes, oh, yeah, that was so fun. Meredith in a confessional goes, Everyone has different levels of what they find to be fun. (laughs) I love Meredith. Nobody ever calls Jen on her bullshit. Jen's like, well, everybody does have different ways they like to have fun. And Jen might like to have fun in a different way. And apparently, uh, Angie doesn't like having anything poured on her. So, noted. 
And I'm like, Meredith, nobody likes fucking things poured on them. What? This isn't flash dance. Like, what are you? What, this isn't like thunder done down under. Like, what are you fucking talking about? This isn't like rain. Like, this is like a Madonna video. Jen's like, listen, you guys. So we're going on a yacht. So I need you all to bring it. And I was like, like you just brought it. Like, and Angie goes, I'm good. Let's go get ready. All the ladies dispersed to go to their room. Uh, and you can see Whitney gives this look to the camera like, uh, like a Jim Halpert, like, uh. and Lisa goes to Andy's room with her. And Lisa goes, I'm sorry you got dumped on. And Angie's like, it's okay. You still look gorgeous. Thank you. You're so sweet. I can just re-blow dry this. I don't know. Jen's on edge, obviously. I think she feels like I'm taking over. All I'm trying to do is help. I got the house. I know the space. I just wanted to help everyone find somewhere to sleep. Whitney and Jen, though, are outside. And Jen goes, I'm trying to have fun. Whitney in confessional goes, that is not a fun hey champagne up your skirt because we're partying and having fun. Flashback to Arizona when they were on that trite, that trolley thing, and Whitney was upside down and Jen was pouring champagne on her coochie. And I don't, I gotta say, like, I didn't even think that was that fun when I saw that either. I thought that was like, well, that's just gonna create some kind of UTI situation that Bravo's gonna have to take care of at some point. Um, flashback to Jen pouring wine down Whitney's skirt, you know, like, yeah. And she goes, this is a, no, listen to me, bitch. It's kind of like when my dog marks her territory, like she's lifting her leg and peeing on Angie's head, but with a bottle of Vouve. <laughs> Jen goes, bitch, if you're going to get mad because I pour a drink when you're going to go get ready, I poured it on myself too. I'm trying to lighten the mood and be like, hey, let's go. Lighten the mood. Like you're at a fucking, you're on vacation. You're in Sandy. Lighten the mood. What? It, Whitney's like, well, she's your friend. Go just apologize for pouring the drink, but say, this is my trip, and I'm taking back control because this is chaos. We go to Angie's room again, and Angie Kay's like, I'm supposed to be your best friend, and she just poured a drink on me. And Lisa's like, you act like you're her best friend. To me, it looked like she was like, wait, how come I'm not getting the best room? And Angie goes, that's how I felt. And Lisa goes, but I mean, we gave her the best room every time we're on a trip together. Like, let's make Jen happy. There's six other girls. Yeah. And Angie goes, can you make her happy, though? And Lisa goes, I feel like I should have said something in the moment, but I'm like, I don't want to pour gas on a fire. Lisa in a confessional goes, I'm I'm so mad at myself right now that I didn't confront Jen in front of everyone. Yeah, everybody should be fucking mad at themselves and like that they don't ever confront Jen. Lisa goes, watching my friend get a drink poured on her head by my other friend is like insane. Okay, but now at a certain point, I'm like, okay, it is just a drink on the head. Like, let's not, you know, we didn't like, st- we didn't shank somebody, you know? Lisa in a confessional is like, to have your friend do that to you in front of your whole other group of people is so awful. I feel like I've been conditioned as Jen's friend to not call her out on her bad behavior. And if you do, you're a bad friend to her where no, it's like actually being a good friend and saying, hey, guess what? You just fucked up. What you just did is wrong. Back outside to Whitney, Jen, and Meredith. And Whitney's like, I understand your humor and like trying to lighten up, but that pissed her off, yeah? And Jen's like, but if she's my friend since college, what's the problem? because that's a rule you guys if your friends since college you're allowed to do dump some drinks in the head jen in the confessional goes it's not like i threw her in the pool or ripped her weave out or sent you home at the curbside at the airport back inside angie k is with lisa going i know what kind of friend i am i'm loyal i'm committed i will do anything for my friends or family you're a great friend to jen thank you and everything i've done she still does that you know i and and uh she goes i not only planned Sharif's birthday party 
I paid for the entire party, Angie K says. And Lisa goes, wow. And Angie K goes, I was not supposed to do that. I was supposed to open my home up and she was going to plan it all. I ended up planning it and I ended up paying for it. In a confessional, she goes, I spent 15000 on Coach's birthday. We get a flashback to the party and Angie breaking down the cost of everything. Flowers, 300 Bar, 4000 600 Cake, 3000 Dance floor and tables. Piano, 750 Cleanup, 500 Whack-off people, 300 Dancers, 900 $3,000 casino tables, 4,000 appetizers, 6,000 Jen Shaw's legal defense fund. How much money did I get from Jen Shaw? Zero, Angie K says. I feel like this should just go right directly into the actual suit again. This should be part of her criminal trial. Angie K goes, I could have bought my daughter a horse with the amount of money I spent. And Angie K then goes, and I did do that. And then we see a picture of her daughter, Electra, with a horse. I could have bought my daughter a horse with that money. And I I still did buy her the horse. I, what is the point of saying? I could have bought my daughter a horse. And I did. But I'm just saying, after what just happened, she'll be getting a bill from me when we get home. <laughs> like Jen Shaw's going to pay attention to a bill. My time and energy towards it was enough, but I will no longer pay for that party. We're back outside. Jen's like, okay, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. And Meredith's like, yeah, no, I honestly don't even think she's really angry. Meredith being like the worst CEO of Fun Police. We're back inside and Angie K goes, I am so mad right now. And Lisa goes, I know, I can see that. I feel so bad for you. I felt bad for you, Angie. I'm so fucking pissed. No, you know what it is? It's like you've taken enough over the last year. Can you grab me a tissue? Yeah, Angie, as your friend, I can grab you a tissue. I'm telling you, you've taken enough. I feel very hurt. Yeah, it's very hurtful. She needs to just grow the fuck up. She's going to go and fight for her life. She's in this battle right now, and she continues to want people to support her, but yet she continues to dig herself into a deeper and deeper hole. She continues to show people this immature behavior, and I'm done doing those kinds of favors for her. We're back at the house. Heather is walking into Dana Banana's room, and Dana's like, hey, girlfriend, what are you going to wear? And Heather's like, I was going to see what you're wearing, and then I was going to wear something equal or similar too. Stand up. And Heather lays on the bed. Dana stands up to show off her yacht outfit, and Heather's like, how you doing? You seem like you have nervous energy. And I'm like... Wait, wait, how you like this also feels like another producer setup scene like nervous energy. What about Jen just pouring a glass of champagne on Angie K's head? Dana goes, well, how would you feel if someone did that to you? And Heather goes, well, I mean, I'd be pissed, but we know Heather, but I would just put it in a box in my little head. (laughs) And Dana's like, but you should tell your friend like, hey, that was totally uncalled for what she did to Angie K. And Heather goes, what am I supposed to do? Swat the champagne flute out of her hand? I mean, I kind of agreed with her that she wanted Angie to be quiet and she wanted to like get us, you know, to talk a little bit. This is how fucking like brain fried Heather is. It reminded me of Nixium, that cult that I talked about, the vow, Keith Raniere. It reminded me of that. Of this kind of thing, well, like, I kind of agree. I mean, she just, I mean, I think she wanted us to have fun, and she wanted, I'm like, how brainwashed are you at this point? It's, like, weird. It is. It, it truly is, a, it's very weird. And Dana goes, but there's a different way to handle things like that, and that's you're supposed to be your best friend. Dana Banana, like, is fucking still normal. Like, Dana Banana has not been polluted by the Keith Raniere, Jen Shaw. Heather in a confessional goes, I'm, like, secretly thrilled because I felt like daggers were coming at me, and now with the fortuitous swish of a tablespoon of champagne the tide has turned maybe now this trip won't be a how shitty of a about how shitty of a friend i am and instead it'll be about someone else i'm happy for you i'm 
happy, Heather. Uh, Jen walks in and Jen goes, can I use room for glam? And Heather goes, a hundred fucking percent. It's yours. And Jen goes, I need to talk to you too, to Dana. And Dana goes, okay, because I don't like the whole like awkwardness and bullshit, Dana. I plan this because I want it to be fun. And you can't say, you know me for 20 years and then get mad because I'm doing it to lighten up because girl, you just confuse the fuck out of everybody with the rooms. Like, so Jen's trying to get Dana on her side about Angie Angie K, where it was like, girl, this, I mean, this is, this is how Jen does it. Heather's nodding in agreement. Like, yeah, Jen, yeah, of course, anything you say. And Dana's like, just staring at Jen. And Heather goes, you can use my room, obviously. And I'm going to go up there and I'm going to go change because you're like half ready and looking great. <laughs> and Dana goes, yeah. And Jen leaves the room and Heather goes, Dana, listen, I know that you want to stand up for truth and righteousness. I get it. Listen, you're a guest of a guest. Do not take up with the hostess. Dana in a confessional goes, the loyalty runs pretty deep with Jen and these ladies. Like, does Jen have something on them? Like, does she have their blood samples, their social security number, their DNA? Like, what is this? I think it might be the social security numbers. Like, Heather goes, just pick your battles wisely. That's my advice. What? Now we get a getting ready montage. Go to Meredith. Meredith's phone rings. It's her daughter. They're like, no, oh, you look good. You look good. Then we go to Angie K and Heather getting dressed. And then they go to Whitney's room. Whitney's on the phone with Justin. Whitney's like, hello. And he's like, hey, I'm on with my 401k guy. Yeah, get that 401 figured out. Call me back. All right. Cheers. Bye. Love you. Bye. Okay, when he goes, yeah, got to protect the money at all costs. Then more shots of the women getting ready. Uh, Awesome. And everybody's like, Angie's like, hello, gorgeous. And Mary's like, you look beautiful. And Angie goes, thank you. You do too. The angel and the devil in black and white because they're, you know, Angie's wearing white, Meredith's wearing all black, and Meredith goes, exactly. (laughs) Lisa Whitney and Dana walk in next, and Dana's like, hello, ladies. And Jen walks in wearing a bright orange and yellow outfit with a matching cap. So I guess the champagne on her hair didn't really matter. And Whitney goes, hello, mamacita. And Meredith's like, look at you. And Jen goes, hello. Jen and Angie K do not speak. It's awkward. And Lisa goes, did you call Sean last night to Angie? And Angie goes, I did. I called him. And what did he say? Well, he felt really bad. Flashback to one hour earlier, Angie K on the phone with her husband, Sean. Angie going, the very thing is, you know being accused of right now is conning people out of money. And Sean's like, right. And somehow I just feel like I just got conned out of thousands of dollars throwing that party for her husband. <laughs> this wasn't even worth it. It'd be one thing if she appreciated it, but she doesn't. Angie also is like, I did want to be on the show, but it, it, it is starting to add up money-wise for me. Angie K goes, it's like that bad joke that didn't land. And Lisa goes, it wasn't a joke. It was mean. And Angie K goes, it was a mean girl thing, right? Jen in a confessional goes, I feel like Angie K should have come talk to me, but instead her and Lisa are over there like buddy-buddy chit-chatting. I invited the wrong Angie. Can we get on the phone with Angie H? Angie H jumps out and goes, I'm here! I'm here! <laughs> like, you know Angie H is probably just in the back world, backyard ready. She's like peering over like fences and stuff like that in the background. Angie K's like, I'm good. I just kind of needed to process for a minute. Whitney in a confessional goes, the tension is real. Like if I had a zit on my forehead, it would pop itself. Whitney, who is this coming from? I'm loving your confessionals this year. Jen goes, are we ready to go on the yacht? Let's go on the yacht. The ladies get in a sprinter van. And I'm like, this is where I'm saying the sprinter van had cameras everywhere. I'm like, they were ready for a fucking scene. Take that, Beverly Hills. They're making jokes about Lisa's white pants and getting spray tan on it. They pour drinks. It's awkwardly silent. Everyone's just staring at each other. And Whitney goes, obviously there's a conversation that needs to be had. And Jen's like, people get mad because I just speak the truth. And then it's an issue. You know, Angie K goes, let's not make it more uncomfortable anymore. 
And Jen goes, are you talking to me? And Angie goes, yeah, I'm talking to you. And Jen goes, what do you mean make everyone? Who am I making uncomfortable? And well, maybe you should apologize then. Jen says to Angie K. Angie K goes, I'm not apologizing. Maybe you should apologize. And Jen goes, apologize to you for what? For getting you wet? I should apologize to all those elderly people I stole money from. That's the people I should apologize for, and I probably won't. I'm sorry. I thought you were my friend for 20 years, Angie K, and it was a joke. It's not that big of a deal. Like, I did not pour it over your head, over the middle of your head, so it dripped down your face. I love that Jen is like a pro at pouring champagne. Like, I know how to pour champagne the subtle, cool way. Like, I didn't do it the messy way. I didn't do it, like, where it spilled. I did it in a really good spot. And she goes, I'm so sorry. I was trying. I poured the drink on myself, too. I didn't mean it in that type of way. And Angie K goes, should we do a raise your hand moment? Raise your hand who thought it was funny. Did anyone here think it was funny? No one raises their hand. Oh, I don't see any hands going up. And Jen goes, are you serious? I wasn't trying to come after you. It was because everyone was confused about, like, bedrooms and everything. Angie K goes, so you pour a drink on my head? I've been super fucking organized with this and with Sharif's party. Boom! I had to plan the whole fucking party, and I paid for the entire party. And Jen goes, no, you did not. And Angie K goes, what did you pay for? Heather in a confessional goes... I came for a walkthrough when Angie offered her home. Flashback to three months earlier with Heather and Angie K are discussing the party. To um, And she goes, to unload it like that in front of all of us feels like a sucker punch. It feels mean and it feels ugly. Heather, what the fuck is wrong with you? Doesn't pouring a glass of champagne over like a random girl's head that got in the house for everybody? Doesn't that seem like mean and ugly and like a sucker punch? But this, this is too much. And I understand it, but you have to also say, then that is crazy as well. And you're saying that's fine, but that's not. And Jen's like, are you fucking kidding me? And Angie K goes, have you even offered to reimburse me? And Jen goes, yes, I have. And Angie K goes, really? And Jen goes, are you fucking kidding me right now? And Angie K goes, girl, it was three months ago. And Jen goes, oh my gosh. Jen in a confessional goes, I was going to host Coach Shaw's party at a completely different location. We had a Dave and Buster's line. But Angie K called me and told me, we're done building our house. We haven't had a housewarming party or anything yet. I would love to host the party here. In fact, she hosted a tasting at her house. And also, Coach Shaw doesn't drink. She's a goddamn liar. And I love that, like, Coach, send me the bill. Coach Shaw doesn't even drink booze. <laughs> I'll pay for I'll pay for what he drank Diet Coke-wise, but that's it. You offered. And Angie K goes, I have been a very good friend to you, and today was a tipping for, point for me, with you dumping a fucking drink on my head in front of our friends. It was embarrassing for you and fucking humiliating for me. And it may, and did I even tell you about my daughter and that damn horse? She still has it, but I, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And Jen goes, it wasn't embarrassing. We're all friends. Jen just, this, Jen, this is the type of liar Jen is. It wasn't embarrassing. We're all friends. Says who? Dude, are you? It says who? Dude, my one friend Rich tried to throw my friend Andrew out of a window once. And it like wasn't funny at all and it was really scary and he tried to act like it was a big joke but we were all like what the fuck is your problem dude like that wasn't funny at all like also let's not tell anybody i told that story on you uh angie goes jen goes it wasn't embarrassing we're all friends angie's like it's embarrassing for you i'm a fucking respected woman and jen goes so am i and then we all just kind of took a break to laugh and you know and angie k goes are you and jen goes yes i am no doubt and Angie K goes, 
How come you can't keep a fucking friendship then with anybody? I've been there for you. I've gone to bat for you. I went out all for your husband's birthday, which is only supposed to be at my house. I was supposed to open up my house, not open up my wallet, and you haven't said a fucking word. Not even a thank you card. And Jen goes, that's not true. And Angie K goes, you didn't come to even clean up. And Jen goes, I gave you a fucking $5,000 necklace. Don't lie, Angie. Flashback to one day earlier, Jen giving Angie K a necklace from her own throat that she was wearing and going... I brought this over because I couldn't put it on with my nails. <laughs> Jen goes, you're always too busy doing everything else. And Angie K goes, look, you're deflecting. You're fucking lying. You gave me a necklace you were wearing already. I didn't ask to throw a party in return for a necklace. And Angie K in a confessional goes, the last thing I want to do is keep the necklace and be out in public and have the Southern District of New York find me and take the necklace off my neck. I mean, for real, give that necklace to the fucking victims, man. Angie K goes, how about thanks for throwing the party? I mean, I'm still waiting for that. And Jen goes, thank you for throwing my husband's birthday party. And Angie K is like, no, I shouldn't have to ask. I didn't hear from you for three days as I was on my knees cleaning my floors, which I don't believe. There's no way Angie K, like, I bought a horse for my daughter and I'm on my knees cleaning. My, like, come on. My house was fucking trashed. I was willing to help you and swept it under the rug. And Dana goes, no more sweeping under the rug. Try and talk about it. Dana Banana, standing up. And Angie K goes, now that's why it's coming out. I mean, there's something you should probably be doing to Dana after the week you've had with your feelings about her, but not me, right? Did anyone not see how lovely that event was? And Jen goes, I didn't even want to do it at your house, your stupid house. And Angie K goes, you did. And Jen in the confessional goes, those are the rules. When you host a party, you build the other person. And Angie K on her, her breath goes, bitch. And Jen goes, what'd you say, Bitch. And Angie goes, goes, you're being a bitch. And Jen goes, so are you, Angie. And Angie K goes, yeah, I am right now. And Jen in a confessional goes, damn, I wish I got that memo three years ago because I could have sent Meredith Marks and her family an invoice for $80,000. Because remember flashback to season one when Jen threw Meredith's birthday party at her house? But remember, it was like turned out it was like one of those confusing things like the thing right now between Jen and Angie K. Jen acted like it was her party even though it was Meredith's birthday party. And the fact that she spent $80,000 on that party, this just goes to show you how much of a fucking lying stealer she is and how she was like wait like just wistfully spending stolen money just but this is the same issue though she threw a party for meredith and then like took like partied and act like it was her party and that's what she and that's what angie k she's claiming angie k is doing to her and dana goes i think once we get to the party let's just get five shots each on the yacht and heather goes i feel like we've broken some of the fun rules on this ride and whitney goes Yes. And Meredith goes, yeah, guys, we have to turn the perspective on the Sprinter van rides fresh, okay? <laughs> and Heather goes, coming from the woman who's only ridden in one. And Meredith goes, because <laughs> remember, she wasn't on the big Sprinter van when Jen got you know arrested. So the ladies arrive at the boat. Jen whispers to Heather, I'm going to fuck some people up. Heather in a confessional goes, I'm not feeling great about getting on a boat with these women. We historically do not do well in confined spaces. And Jen is crying with Heather and Meredith surrounding her. And Meredith is like, you're not okay. And Jen's like, no, I'm not okay because it's fine. It's fine. Of course she's getting coddled. Like Heather in a confessional goes, and a yacht, in my opinion, is just a sprinter van in open water. And I'm not sure I'm going to survive. Jen's still crying. Like, are you serious? And Lisa, keep that energy, bitch. I'll fucking crucify your motherfucking ass, bitch. 
Angie K walking with Lisa, Dana, and Whitney goes, I know it probably wasn't the right time, but when is the right time? Meredith then to Jen is like, the reality is you want to have, have fun right now because you're going to prison. <laughs> so let's not incite the situation. Let's try to make it fun. We'll deal with it later. And Jen goes, this is why we have our counselor here. The C- That's why you're the CEO of fun. Meredith in a confessional is like, this has not been fun. And I'm the CEO of fun. And I'm failing at my job miserably. No, Meredith, you just got fucking hired by a con artist. And it's not even a real job. This, you can't count. Fuck. The ladies walk out on the yacht. The name of the boat is Champagne. There's a DJ named Kimmy. There's a Selling Sunset type song with lyrics going like, Let it, let it rain champagne. Let it, let it rain champagne. Let it. And the ladies meet Captain Drew. And Heather immediately gets a girl boner. She's like, oh, Captain, my captain. I mean, I'm ready to drive the ship into an iceberg if it means I'm going to be hanging on a door with Captain Drew. Oh, dude, Captain Drew is going to drop you like like Winslet did with DiCaprio. The ladies orders drinks, and Heather tells the bartender she wants a drink that tastes as good as the bartender's boobs look. You could just order, like, a vodka soda, too. Like, it's another way. And we flash over to Meredith and Jen talking out to the side. And Jen goes, like, see, I'm really surprised at what Angie said. I'm not sure what her angle is right now. Why would I ever, ever ask someone just to host a party at their house? She kept saying, I've done so much for you. What the fuck have you done for me? I don't need shit from you. You are coming at me in my most vulnerable time. Fuck you, Angie. She's fake as fuck. Jump out of the motherfucking boat and swim back to shore, bitch. This will all be this pretty shown at her sentencing hearing. Meredith in a confessional goes, I'm concerned for Jen. <laughs> Jen goes, you know how many connections we have? We can host this fucking party up at Rice Eckley Stadium. What are you talking about? It's probably some football stadium. I don't know. And Meredith in a confessional goes, I know that she's not in a very great mental state and having it to be exacerbated by friends who are not very supportive. You know, she's trying to numb herself. I mean, I feel like she's hitting a breaking point. Like really very, it's very unsettling. It's frightening. Once again, Meredith is fucking standing up like, dude, Jen Shaw should just fucking apologize. How hard is it to apologize? Mary's like, she, I mean, this is really, it's very, it's, she's not, not in a great mental state right now. It's in, and her friends are not doing, they're just making it worse. I'm like, what are you talking, what are you smoking, you guys? And Jen's like, you're coming at me at my most vulnerable time. You know this. You know what? Fuck you. And then it's like, next time on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And all we do, we see Jen like throw a, somebody's shoe off the fucking boat. And it's either Dana's or Angie K. So you know it's going to get worse. So, I mean, it's getting good, you guys. It is getting good, but it is getting scary. Scary, scary stuff, you guys. But what a show. What a show. What a long show we did. I hope you loved it. Let's talk to you on Thursday. Remember, if you like this on YouTube, if you're watching it, make sure you subscribe, like, smash, whatever you have to do that the YouTubers do. And if you're listening to this on uh, the old audio podcast form, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and tell a friend. Say, this guy is losing his fucking mind on a podcast. I want you to listen to it and just give me your professional opinion. Either way, thank you so much. Remember to sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Thank you to Meditza Lopez for all of the beautiful images and Sandra for booking our guests and we will talk to you on Thursday. Bye! Betches.